0: Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by party boy Pete McCormick, and our special guest today is the incredible, the vivacious, the amazing Bonnie McCormick. Party boy Pete, I know we've been ready for this one for a long time. How you feeling,
1: pal? You ready to do this? Uh, Mattrick, I've been waiting 36 years for this podcast.
0: (laughs) Me too, my man. Me too. All right. Well, you can find all our podcasts and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and hang out with us on the Twitter or the Tiki
2: Talk
0: at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, and if you've ever thought, hey, I'd be good on a podcast, or I could do a podcast, or I should do a podcast. Let us know, because we'll have you on. You just have to email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective
3: to be effective by voice in society's working perspective. Exploring your
0: day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode. Every Tuesday, Form while we
1: inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our vibe and how we get
2: live and do us a solid, share and subscribe. We're just sharing, we're just sharing, we're just sharing.
0: All right, party boy, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little something. So as everyone knows, the listeners, October 2nd's the big day, the big showdown between me and Tom Lavelle, aka Asshole, aka Captain Jerkbeard, and I will be winning the rights back to my show in a game of Mario Kart, and, uh, and then we'll be free, Pete, we'll finally be free.
1: Hell yeah, Matt.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's enough to say about that. We're kind of sick of talking about it and sick of having to live under the tyrannical rule. Sick of talking
1: of, about it, sick of hearing about him, sick of seeing him, Matt. Yeah, sick of smelling him, too, because he stinks. He stinks. I can smell him all the way from here. Yeah, he stink. So I really want
0: to talk about our guest today, Pete. So I don't know if you've ever met her before, but she's a lovely lady, Miss Bonnie McCormick. Have you had the pleasure? You
1: know, Once, 36 years ago, the evening of Super Bowl Sunday, January 20th, 1985, I had the pleasure of being introduced.
0: Oh, wow. So you guys are old friends. That's great. Old friends. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, For those who haven't picked up now, uh, Bonnie McCormick is Mrs. McCormick, which is Pete's mom. And she is just the best and super great and super happy that she wanted to be on the show. And she was willing to, you know, Come on and share her story with us. And I can't I can't wait to get into it because it's a great one. But I do have a little story I want to tell.
1: Oh, so, let's hear it, Matt.
0: Yeah. So uh the McCormick's as a family have always been really great to me. There was a time in my life where I was kind of bouncing around, and I remember I stayed at your house like five days straight, and your mom just asked, she was like, okay, does Matt live here now? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh, she didn't say throw me out. That's the best. She was like, okay, Matt can stay you know, but she's always been, as a family, they're very welcoming, very warming, and you're just the best people, as everyone who listens to the show knows, right, so a couple months ago, I, as everyone knows, I'm married, unbelievably, and I have a child, (laughs) remarkably, and several months ago, my child was sick, and I'm a new parent, first time, so I, me and my wife were trying to figure this out, and everything we were doing wasn't working, and we were freaking out. And it was and scary it's, stuff. It's very scary, especially because it's like it is tough because you don't know what you're doing, and everything you're trying seems to be making things worse. And and like you know, people are telling you all these witch doctor remedies, and not all of them work. Sometimes they do, but sometimes you're like Jesus Christ. But i in my mind i was like we need to talk to a professional and if anything really my wife needed to because she was losing it right so i hit up the party boy party boy pete i was like hey party boy can you slide me your mom's digits and you were like yeah sure no problem no questions asked just threw me the phone number and mrs mccormick i was able to call her and talk to her and i'm telling you dude lifesaver right so people will find out later but Pete's mom was a nurse for 30 years, right? And, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And
1: she, I think about 25 years. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. So, oh,
1: sorry. Just 25. <laughs> 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 okay. No. We're all on accuracy on the Working perspectives podcast. You're right. No nuance
0: on this show. So, um, but, uh, no, you're right. So, 25 years, she was a nurse. at. Uh, she worked at some major children's hospitals. And, you know, other, place, we'll, we'll get into more of it, but she worked at, you know, and she would work at CHOP, which is the number one children's hospital in the nation, right? World In the world. Number one children's hospital in the world. And she will work there for years. And, and, and we're gonna find out in multiple facets and doing everything. But when you have a question as a first time parent, there really was no better person to talk to. She knew exactly what was going on. She really kind of talked us off the ledge of, like, freaking out and going nuts and really, like, brought, like, a solace to me and my wife. And, like, honestly, like, afterwards, my wife was, like, so happy and crying, like, can't, couldn't thank her enough. And it was just, like, you know, to, to do that, a drop of a hat, because honestly, I think she would do it because, you know, we're friends and obviously, and, like, she knows me and everything like that. But I think, in my mind, that it doesn't matter who it is because she would only she would do it because it would be what was best for the child,
1: right? Yeah, man. I, I have a little bit of a rare perspective because I know my mom before she was a nurse and actually became a nurse. And on our block, there was another nurse, and it was like you were the go-to mom for any questions. And then my mom became that mom, you know, like as she became a nurse. So yeah, yeah,
0: that's so- the
1: Northeast. it's a it's a, uh, it's a community up there. Hey, or it take, was.
0: <laughs> takes a village, man. It takes a village. That's for damn sure. And, dude, you're not wrong. I mean, and that's – I mean, you know, I – I, th- dude, and that's like kind of like I would think I consider that an honor where it's like people, you know, people think they have their yeah. shit together until so they meet someone who actually knows what the hell they're talking about, right? But, yeah. Well, don't be- worry.
1: Whenever the pipes broke, she called up the plumber. She's like, I gave you a kid advice. You make sure you give me goddamn plumbing <laughs> advice. <laughs>
0: that's how, dude – that's some old world stuff, and that's how it should be. You know what I mean? You know, like you need your tooth fixed. To be like, look, remember when your kid had a sprained knee? Who'd you call? All right, I got this cavity; it's <laughs> freaking killing me. You know, but uh, no, that—that's just that—that's some old world stuff. The way it works. But I think even your mom is such a great lady that she would do that no matter what. Even, and it's just because it was be what's best for the kid. You know. Yeah. So I'm so happy she decided to come on. So happy that she listened to the show and she's a fan of the show and that she lets her son, uh, you know, be a superstar on this show. And I can't thank her enough for coming on. And I'm really excited to get into her story and everything like that. But real quick, Ms. McCormick, thank you for coming on. And I just would like to ask, have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? And if yes, what do you think of that piece of shit movie?
4: (laughs) That's the one that's about Queen, the head singer. Absolutely. That that was a good movie. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it It was. was.
1: Yes. 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 I
0: I
4: knew this one was coming. Oh,
0: Oh, yeah. Why did you guys have a discussion beforehand? (laughs) Actually,
4: no. At least I knew what it was.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, we yeah. both know who the greatest singer of all time is. The greatest live performance of all time was live eight in 1985 in Wembley Stadium, UK.
0: Yeah. And 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 uh yeah, Remy Malik. That that's him. Was that the guy singing?
1: Look, he had the teeth. <laughs> he had the teeth. He did all right.
0: Yeah. He had he had a he had a nice set of choppers there. I will say yeah. that. So all right. Well, very good. Well, Mr. McCormick, thank you for coming on. How are you doing?
4: I'm good. How about you, Matt?
0: I'm doing great. Doing great. Once you know, and thanks again for all the help you gave to me and my wife when our daughter was sick. Can't thank you enough. And that's a true story for all the people listening. That's how good of a person we have on the show. So me and Pete really have to mind our Ps and the Qs today. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Well, it was my pleasure, and I'm just glad it kind of helped you and your wife um, oh, get yeah. comfortable because it's a very scary thing yeah. when you're new parents and you don't know, and there's some docs that are very great you know with new yeah. parents and we'll yeah. explain things others do not and so you know yeah anytime absolutely
1: and, much, uh, it, and it's if i need better...
4: anything in a podcast i'll know who to call there, so yes, that, you know.
0: yes if you need anything anything you just let me know and i'll just see what i can do of course
4: and Peter, it was nice meeting you 36 years ago on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Right. Labor started half an hour before kickoff and ended a half an hour after the end of the game. So oh, all my right. father
1: still doesn't talk to me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was Miami and uh, the
1: Niners. Yep, it Miami. was uh, Marino versus Montana.
0: Oh wow, man. Well, I yeah.
1: Mean- you know, imagine, yeah. imagine stopping your dad from watching uh, Rogers versus Brady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 he did put a
4: tape in in the PCR before we <laughs> left for the hospital, and I told him he could watch, but he was afraid. You know, pregnant yeah, while women in labor are not the most pleasant. So right? That. Yeah,
0: we we know that was an empty promise, <laughs> right there. Man,
4: I can give
1: you some uh, stories about my mom being scary outside of labor. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, that's I, called I,
4: menopause but you uh, won't no, go there no come on no i don't believe
0: that i think you're from, from i remember i think uh i think you told me the story one time of like the kids were like or sorry the kids i mean pete and jimmy were like acting up in their room one time And then Mr. McCormick went in there and he was like, you kids need to cut this crap out. Like, I'm done with this. You're going to get it. And Jimmy was like, well, you're not the boss. Mom's the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Peter's like, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. I'll be good. I'll be good. And Jimmy's like, you're not the boss. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> you're not the boss. Mommy's the boss. Well, he just had to walk away. And I said, well, yeah. I just yeah. him white.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah, old yeah. man, there's a hierarchy in this household. <laughs> and you're <laughs> not at the top. No. Yeah, He's like,
0: look, I'm here to speak to the manager. Okay? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not the night manager, not the shift manager, the store manager.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ours was the, my family was the opposite. You would deal with your mom. But if she had to call my dad, it was like, oh, shit. Thank you. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) might as well head for the hills because it's over you know but no that's great so all right well like i said we have a lot of really good stuff to get into and a lot of stuff to talk about and really really great stuff and super excited for this so i want to start with uh we're born and so mrs McCormick here was born and raised in the city of brotherly love the fighting city of philadelphia right yeah and you were the oldest of six kids and you know you're when you were coming up, it was kind of uh, you bounced around a little bit. You lived in like a bunch of different parts of Kensington, and like you know uh, you're in like Frankfurt, the Greater Northeast area, Cherry Hill a little bit. And I wanted to ask about this because my mom grew up in Kensington as well, right? And she would say back then, Kensington now I think everyone knows not the best place to raise a family, but. In back then it was like a lot of like blue collar working. There was factories you would go to every day. And it was kind of like that. What was your experience growing up in Kensington?
4: Oh, I agree. Cause you you felt safe walking around. Yeah. It you know, when we one area that my parents lived was a lot of factories as well as homes. And yeah. men could walk to their home and you know, walk home from work, come home for lunch. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah I mean. It was a close-knit group, and um, you felt safe. There was all kinds of playgrounds and swimming pools and movie theaters, you know, for the kids. Yeah. Kids played out in the street, unless it was on, like, the busy streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I would agree with your mom. Totally different now, unfortunately.
0: It's it's a shame, too, because all those, like... All those factories are abandoned, and that's where a lot of like the druggies and stuff will stay, and, the, and you know they'll use and stuff there. Then there's Needle Park that I'm 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 assuming uh, you probably played in Needle Park as a kid, and now it's just like it's it's just the worst place to go. It's a zombie land there, you yeah. know.
4: I never I played remember, in like- Needle Park. I didn't know it was Needle Park until uh, my sister-in-law moved to Kensington. And I said, oh, look at the pretty park. Now, I remember it as a child driving by it. Okay. But here she, it was Needle Park. I mean, of course, a lot of the parks anymore in certain parts of the city. Hunting Park is another one. Beautiful park when I was a kid.
2: Yeah. You don't want to
4: be there at at night or anything. My mom lived
0: in that area, too, she said. Hunting Park. Yeah, not hunting, hunting.
4: Hunting, (laughs) hunting,
0: yep. Yeah. Pete, what were you saying, bud?
1: Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, like I, I don't know if people appreciate how big of a neighborhood Kensington is. It's, like, bigger yeah. than, like, a lot of other, you know, like, but, three other neighbor. Like, it's, like, the northeast is huge, then Kensington, and then the rest of the city.
0: <laughs> I would say, it, would you say, like, Kensington is, like, the, uh, Port Richmond and Fishtown combined would be about the size, it's right? It's probably bigger than
4: oh, those two
1: combined. It,
4: it does extend out.
1: Yeah. It far. does. It's huge. Yeah. Doesn't it
0: hit the yeah. river? Doesn't it hit the river, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: It, it, I mean, it goes from Junietta all the way down until yeah. you get to, you know, uh, t- to sprint to a Gerard. I mean, th- you know, that's a huge area.
0: Yeah, massive, massive stuff. I remember I worked in in Kensington. I worked at k and I worked on Ken- on Allegheny at Kensington and Allegheny. My uncle owned a tax office there. Uh, I'll tell that story one day when, well, I guess the statute of limitations is over, but it was a big run in with the <laughs> FBI, but uh, either way, um, so I was working at the office, right, and like, I would park my car right out front, and I would sit by the window watching my car all day, because I was like, if one of these, fucking guys if one of these sons of bitches <laughs> come near my car, I'm going to kill him. But I remember I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, what I was doing, I was just processing tax forms, right? Like that's all I was doing. I was just processing them through, processing through. And like uh, one of the big gimmicks there was if you're, if you're self, if you're single, uh, self-employed and you have dependents, you can claim dependents and get almost $2,000 per dependent, right?
1: It's called the child tax credit, Matt.
0: Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) you would know about this. So in Kensington, I remember when the FBI agent came to me, he said the uh, at national tax return rate it was like 36% or something like that. The national average was like a return rate of 36%. This office was averaging a 98% return rate, right? <laughs> and he was like, why Why are so many people self-employed here? And I was like, have you been to Kensington? <laughs> you not, no one, you're lucky they're filing for taxes at all, bub. You know? Well,
1: but, but, uh, some people might not realize this, but there actually is a line on your tax return where you can report illegal income, uh, such as the drug trades. That way you don't get caught like Al Capone, because that's what took him down was yeah. tax avoidance. Tax-based. So just always remember the tax man is watching.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. The tax man was watching and uh, turned out to be quite an experience. (laughs) It was. (laughs) So the the week of my brother asshole's wedding, it was, I think it might have been the day before, right? Or it was like the wedding was on a Saturday, so it was the Thursday before. And I remember these two FBI agents or, yeah, well, no, they were... God, from the I guess there's like a tax agency. I don't know. Or FBI. Uh, I mean, it,
1: it, it, yeah, I mean the, like the IRS is the one that like, you know, uh, does all the paperwork, but it, it, it may have been the FBI enforcing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they came and knocked on the door and like I had to come out and like they had to call my boss at my job saying like I was gonna be late. And they, like, asked me all these questions and everything about – and that's when they were saying, like, the national averages. And that's when I was like yeah. – Oh, I'm sure you
1: have uh, car trouble again, Matt. No, uh, you can talk to officer yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. I and yeah. this with is FBI. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this
0: is agent – I told him, I was like, look, if you want to talk to me, you have to call my boss and tell him I'm going to be late. And now he was like, this is agent blah, blah, blah. This is my blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this is real. But either way. Didn't work at that office much longer after that. Um, But uh, so I'm sitting in the office one day, right? This is how the neighborhood is. People have seen the wire. This is where the wire gets like, this is the wire on steroids. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm looking out the window and I see this kid. So like where we were, I think it's D maybe might be the last street before the Ave, before Kensington Ave. I think D or G, right? And so I'm on Allegheny and this kid comes running down D street and and cuts and turns the corner heading towards the L and he's flying. Right. And I'm like, why is that kid running so fast? All of a sudden I see a group of like 10 guys come around the corner after him and chase him all the way to the L (laughs) and then he gets on the L and he gets away. And I'm like, man, he must've robbed those guys or or stole, stole something or whatever. But I was like, that's just the kind of area you're in. You know what I mean? And that's like that's a nice story. <laughs> but no, it's my mom would say the same. It would change. But she would also say this, because I have a lot of family that lives down there now. And she would say, and I would agree that people that live in Kensington wouldn't live anywhere else. They love it there. They well, that's absolutely
4: like people who live it. in South Philadelphia. True. Most they born and raised in South Philadelphia, and they wouldn't go anywhere else. Anywhere else. Born and raised in the Northeast, you know, yeah. for the most part, Oxford Circle with my grandparents. Yeah. I loved it there, yeah. you know, until it wasn't what it used to be.
2: Yeah. You
4: know, and and when you start seeing drug deals going down and cops yeah. getting shot at the end of your street. Yeah. Um. Time Which, to go. By the way, you should just—if uh, your child comes in and says, "I heard gunshots," believe them because I'm like, "Oh no, there's not. Go outside and play. It's fine." <laughs> Apparently, there were gunshots. <laughs> so <laughs> you're
0: like, "I don't care if there was a rocket going off. Yeah. Get the hell away from
2: me!" Yeah, <laughs> no, no but, yeah. yeah,
0: no. That's and that's a shame. I mean, that's honestly where I'm at now in uh, in Mayfair. It's very much like kind of the same where yeah. it's like. Before, everyone owned their home, they took great care of their property, the lawns looked great, the backyards looked great, there wasn't a ton of trash. Now it's like a lot of people rent and they just don't care. They just don't care. And that's really mm-hmm. where the deterioration of the neighborhoods come from. It's people, and it's, I'm not saying it's a certain class of people, it's all different races oh. and everything. Yep. But it's the people that don't care. They just come to they're they just come, they're renting, so they destroy the property and then they just leave and they don't care. And that's really what that's really what does it.
1: But well, it's the thing. At the end of the day, you need a sense of community to keep everyone together to you know, like you need fairs and you need uh I, mean, you know, I don't know like a church, but like like there's yeah, always institutions that cut people, you know, yeah. invested in each other. Oh remember there-
4: our block parties, Peter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, the block parties, oh gosh, yeah.
4: we used to have big ones on our street, and always Labor day weekend, yeah, and it you know, when you live in the city, no matter with row homes, you're talking like three hundred houses in a block, yeah, yeah, you right. know, with lots of kids and yeah. we used to have so much fun, oh. um until so it I- got to the point where. There's always a few that like to spoil it for the rest of. It. Yeah, there's always
1: in an, uh, the ra- and and so Mom, that was uh, actually uh, you know like one of the things that I missed the most from the city of my childhood was the trick or treating because trick or treating oh, in the northeast yeah, was right. like yeah, yeah like like you're hitting how many houses on a block <laughs> and you're like you don't even have to walk a mile and you got the, the the full candy bag and oh, like yeah. you know like trick or treating's nice in the suburbs because they give you the king size so you're like oh okay I don't have to do as many houses on the king size but uh I guess it was ten years ago. I had moved in with uh, Matt and Jerkbeard in, uh, yeah, in the yeah. Roxborough area. Yeah. And I remember that first Halloween, I was like, this is, the no- this is Halloween as I remember it as a kid. Just like you could not – the kids were just out all night for like yeah. three hours, and it was nonstop. Every two seconds, your doorbell's ringing. Oh, yeah. We ran
0: out of candy, I remember, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's great. I mean, but, dude, that's the best part of it where like like having those memories and stuff. I'll tell you, nothing really brings a neighborhood together like a block party. You know, oh, yeah. that's like what would like unite a neighborhood and everything like that. And But the, you're right in saying, though, that there's always now, at least there's always someone that ruins it. And there's always someone that tries to crap all over it. And, and it's just it's not fair for everybody else.
4: Yeah, it's a sin because most of the families are hardworking and, and they just want to have a good time and have their kids safe. Yeah. Now, when we moved out of the city into the suburbs mm-hmm. um, where we met you, Matt.
0: Yeah. And
4: <laughs> where people have you know,
0: changed forever.
4: You know, our neighborhood's like a development of 75 hum- homes, but they're like half acre lots. Yeah. So it's not as close. You, you, you kind of know people if you have children, mm-hmm. but if you don't have, you know, the neighbor on the one side, you know, the neighbor on the other side, maybe across the street. You know, oh, the
1: asshole with the convertible that speeds too fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: But, you know, we have now, um, It's nice because uh, one of the families that moved in the couple, they created a Facebook page for our development. Oh,
0: that's great. And
4: Ah. everybody's a part of it. And then news goes out. If you want to get rid of something, they post pictures. They now do uh, ice cream socials. They have an ice cream truck come in during the pandemic. They had a water truck going around, water ice truck, you know, Um, and you could just do a credit card, you know, to pay for you, let her know they, they got a photographer that came to your outside of your house and you stood outside and she took pictures and and they do Halloween parties and, and Christmas time and, and summer and Easter egg. I mean, and I thought, you know, now that kind of brings me back to how it was when we were in the city. And I thought, why, what didn't we have this when my kids were little? Um, that would have been so good. Yeah, we had no Facebook,
3: <laughs> so that's
0: true. I wonder, I mean. Nice. Yeah, but it's still like, I feel like the, the moms back then were the Facebook, you know, like. Yes. They're the yeah. neighborhood gossip. They're the <laughs> ones setting up the big events and saying, oh, I'm bringing this to the block party and I'm bringing this and, mm-hmm. you know, Everybody
4: get out on Saturday. You got to sweep the street. Well, yeah. it used to be everybody watched after each other's kids. Yes. And if your kid talked back to one of the adults, their mother would smack them yeah you know what i mean so you wouldn't i mean peter has has a good friend who he's still very good friends with after all these years they were born a month apart and he'll tell you stories about how you know i would smack his butt when he was you know being fresh or or something but uh, yeah, you watched out for each other. Yeah. You know, it just was the way it was.
0: I feel like everyone had the same kind of morals of like, don't be an asshole. Obviously, you're not going to hurt the kid. But if the kid needs a smack, he needs a damn smack. And that's the end of it. The- I didn't you know. really
4: smack him. I don't know why he says that. But <laughs> yeah. I probably said, well, oh, I'm going to smack you. I'm going to tell your mom. And he went running. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. well,
1: <laughs> but and I it's also it, it also is the geography of the neighbors, right? You have these row homes with an alleyway in the street. And then you had the one parents at the one end and the one parents on the other end. And you're like, okay, my responsibility is to make sure they don't go into this street. Yeah. And my responsibility is to make sure they don't go into that street and they just stay <laughs> here corralled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Better times. So, well, let's get back. We kind of went bird walking there, but I love that discussion. Yeah. Cause that's really like, that's, that's the truth. You know, that's, I feel like in some areas, the city kind of like, that's what people miss and that's what they want to get back to those types of oh, neighborhoods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, and you see it even in the suburbs, like people know, like, Look, like I know this, right? Like they're in our neighborhood. Like, say, okay, say for instance, if someone were to attempt to break into our house, which they'd be stupid because we have cameras and up like a a, an elite security system. So anyone listening, fucking try it because I'll kill you. And so, but either way, (laughs) like I know, like my neighbors would be all over it, and I would do the same thing for them. You know what I mean? So there Mm -hmm. is still some of that, like looking out for each other, and like we Mm -hmm. like. When I take my daughter for a walk and stuff, like the neighbors go ape shit when they see her and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, there's still little things like that, but it's not every neighbor. It's only a few, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is like, that's kind of what
1: Matt. That's like, uh, this. This might come to a shock to you, but apparently, my, but the neighbor behind me is friends with you, a guy named Chuck or Charles.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so and it, he was he
1: was telling me that he uh, keeps an eye on the neighborhood, and I I don't have to worry. He's got us. He's got us locked down.
0: No, he's a, he's Chuck's a great dude. He actually so. I knew Chuck, so uh, shout out Graham's Pub, Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. But Chuck was a cook at Graham's Pub, and ah. I worked with him, and he's a great dude. Great, great yeah, dude. Yeah, so
1: I I got him looking out for me now, so.
0: You're lucky then. He's a great dude, and he will look yeah. out for you. He even said, because he talked, he hit me up and said he he's your neighbor, and I was like, he's the man. He's like, dude, I love him on the show. He lives, He's a listener on the show, so thank you for that, Chuck. But he's also like, he's a good dude, and when he says he's looking out for you, he means it, and it's a good thing. I
1: believe it, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. So, okay. So back to Mr. McCormick. So you're growing up in K&A, the greater Northeast, Frankfurt, Oxford Circle. You would bounce around from house to house with your mom and stuff like that and, and your parents. And, but you, would, then you would end up saying like, you know, F these guys, I want some stability, right? And you would move in with your dad's parents, your grandparents, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, my, unfortunately, my parents were very young. When they had me, 18 years old. Um, And they had five kids, well, six kids very quickly. Um, And um,
0: it's a lot.
4: It, yeah, they they just couldn't deal with it all. So I was the yeah. oldest, I was the first grandchild, and my grandmother always wanted a little girl, but she had two boys, yeah. but, you know, so my grandmother would take me, you know, to her house, and I'd mm-hmm. spend, you know, a couple of days or a week, and it got to be the point where I was going there all the time, and then finally just decided it was a normal, loving You know, place to be where it was chaotic and kids know and nuts. So I learned at a very young age what was normal and abnormal. Yeah. So I chose the normal and and
0: and that and the safe.
4: Yeah, and safe. safe. So I never looked back, and so I consider Mm. my grandmother as my mother and my grandfather as my father. Mm. I had no hate or you know anything for my parents. It just.
0: It is what it is. When
4: you're a child, you need someone to meet your needs. Yes. You know? And
0: it's not that you need it, you deserve it. You're a child, you, you know. Well, yeah, you it. don't
1: I mean, need a friend. You need you need a parent. Like you, you need know, a you don't parent. there's more right. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: My mother, when I was 16 or something, she says, do you need birth control pills? I'm like, huh? Oh, <laughs> she just want to sit and smoke pot? Do you want some beer? I'm like, huh? I'm like, yeah. well, I'll smoke, but, you know, yeah. yeah, I'll take some beer, you know, yeah, when I can yeah, it, yeah. But, uh, yeah. no, no. All so
1: right, I, Willie I, Nelson, I, I guess this is how we're getting down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. No, no I was very fortunate that I had a grandparents that would take on that responsibility. Yeah. And so I
0: yeah. had a great life. And it turned out, hey, it turned out pretty well, you know, as living proof. And that's honestly, that's great, too, because I think, you know, and I see it now with my with my daughter, like she and I bet you were the same way where it's like, you're like a day changer, and then you turn into a life changer. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can have a cruddy day at work or something like that. And you come home and you see like a smiling kid that wants to give you a hug. And you're just like, well, this just changes everything. Mm-hmm. There's, there's also the reverse of that, where you come home and you see a little brat being a pain in the ass. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, can this get any worse? But and then no. they go
4: to sleep and you say, Oh, look at that little angel. So yeah, yeah. there you go.
0: No, but that's great. So, and, and, and honestly too, that's still, that's something that's not uncommon today. I have a ton of cousins where, you know, I have one cousin, you know, rest his soul, God bless him. And he had 10 kids and he's, he's passed away now. And all his kids are being raised by my aunt, which would be his grandmom. And it's just, you know, and and it's Mm -hmm. just, it is what it is, but it's what's, you know, in the end of the day, it's what's best for the kid. And you were able to figure that out right away. Yeah. So So, uh, you know, like you're saying, you grew up with your 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 grandparents and everything like that. And when you were there, you would go to some school. So you would go to like Catholic school a little bit. But you were both you're doing some Catholic school stuff, but you were bounce around for a little bit. But then you were with your grandparents. And then when you got with your grandparents, that was, you know, you were like 11 at that time. So you were still in elementary school and that's kind of where you, you kind of just went right into the public school system there in like Oxford circle and stuff. And, well, and- I
4: was in public school every time I stayed with my grandparents long enough where I had to be in school. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I actually went back and forth. So when I went with my parents, I was in Catholic school made mm-hmm. my sacraments in second grade Yeah. Then a year I was with my grandparents the following year and then I would be back and forth and, uh, but always came back to the same school at my grandparents. Yeah. So I actually did kindergarten through sixth grade because you could spend six months at one and then six months at the other. So, oh, wow. oh yeah, Great. I went back and forth, back and forth. So I actually did all, all, you know, six years plus kindergarten. Huh. Uh, of course, back then kindergarten, all you did was play and take a nap. Yeah. Now they actually learn stuff.
0: Yeah. And then I went
4: to junior high school from there, and then off to high school.
0: Nice. And then, like you said, you made your era sacrament, so you were kind of brought up Catholic. Where your grandparents, like, kind of. Well,
4: my family Catholic, or... split. My father was Catholic. My mother was Protestant. My mm. grandfather was Catholic. My grandmother was Protestant. Oh wow! So my father practiced. My grandfather didn't until he was dying. And <laughs> then, uh, you know, really? Then, so your dad practiced, but his father didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. And my father yeah. did not. It's funny. My grandmother and my grandfather could not get married in the Catholic Church because she was not Catholic. They had to huh. get married in the rectory. And then when she was getting married to allow her to marry him, she had to sign a, a, a paper that said, the children so would be raised Catholic, and which is not uncommon. Wow! So when but they wouldn't let them ch- get
1: married in the church because now you no. you to do the same, but you can get married in the church.
4: Yes, you yeah. can. And and so she she you know she, she had two boys, and he says, "You know, you're going to have to take them to church." He goes, "Oh, that's your church. You're going to take them." My uh-huh. grandfather didn't go to church, yeah. so <laughs> um, they never went to church. So my father and my uncle did not actually become Catholic. Until they went into the Air Force. Really? And when you go into the service, I think back then, and I'm not you sure. You had to, yeah. I think you had to pick a religion. So yeah. they went and received the sacraments when they were in um, in the Air Force. And, and my uncle didn't continue when he got out, but my father did continue. That's you know, so that's why we ended up in Catholic school some yeah. of the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, but still, that's great. I mean, yeah. to, to, as much as like you know, the Catholic the Catholic Church is what it is at times. It still it does. Like, there are some good morals that you will learn there and, like, some yeah. good
1: things that – Well, by any
4: of the religions, it's, yeah. it's exactly. this, there's really no big difference, you know. It's, yeah. They it's, would it's disagree, similar,
2: but,
1: yeah. you know. It, well, it, it's something like being part of a neighborhood or, like, it's an institution. Right? This is something that keeps a community together. Like, it's a yes. kind of a thing. Like, we had this in common. We see each other at least once yeah. a week, and then we do, you know, like, all the, the activities together. And, and, yeah. and, you know, it keeps everybody c- caring about each other. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And there's not, and you know, it does have its ups and downs. I'll tell you what though.
1: But it it is interesting because I feel like now it's more you, you were raised religious and lose it. It, it, Like that's where I'm kind of like, oh, well, like not, not religious at all. And then you kind of get into a situation, but I mean, hey being in world war two will help you find God, you know, like that, so, is, that yeah. is
0: damn right. You probably, he probably made some deals over there that was like, all right, well, I signed the contract for this one. I made it back. Yeah,
1: hey, I survived Thursday. So I yeah. guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely
0: right. And so that's, that is interesting. I'll tell you what though. I mean, I was, I went to Catholic school from kindergarten to ninth grade. Then I was politely asked to leave Catholic school and then finished in public school. Um, and that, but I remember, you know, it's like there's sometimes where it's like you th- I, to me at least, there's been some frustrating situations with the Catholic Church. So, for instance, my godson, right? Um, he was getting baptized, and I was going to be his godfather, so I had to go get the the paper filled out at the church, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And I took like I I worked from home that day, and I took a lunch break, and I was like, look, I went to this. I was an altar server at this church. I went to here for years, like my whole family here. My mom was a Eucharistic minister. I went to the school here. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to walk in. He's going to say, how you doing? He's going to sign it and I'm going to leave, right? I go in there and this priest is giving me such a hard time right and he's like you know he's like uh you were
1: wearing a madonna t-shirt so uh.
0: (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah he's like he's like is that a star david on your hat and i was like whoa relax buddy no i wasn't doing that but uh but no so i'm there and i'm like he's asking me all these questions i was like yeah i live with my girlfriend now well my she was my fiance at the time i was like you know, I live with my fiance, and uh, you know, and he and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not really, you know, I come every once in a while, but I'm not, I'm not an altar practicing Catholic, but I do. There's some certain things I believe in, things like that. And he's saying, it's like, well, I can't sign this," and I was like, "A little what? too honest."
1: Yeah. Well, well then, that was well, the older guy or a younger guy?
0: Younger. And yes, I was that's
1: like, why I knew it was going to be younger.
0: But he was like, I can't sign this. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I can't sign this. Like you're living with your, you're living with your, you know, your significant other out of wedlock. And I'm like, yes, so? And he, I was like, yeah, test drive the car before you buy it, pal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he was like, he was like, is that the kind of message you want to relay to your godson?" I was like, this kid's going to be a good person because I'm going to make sure he's a good person and he's not an asshole trying to scam someone to get a signature for a baptism, you know? And he was like, and, he, and he's like, you know what? You need to take these classes and like all these things and these classes are cost Indiana. like, well, like they would be like $400 a class and yeah, I have mm-hmm. to take five of them. And I'm like, this guy's just looking for a money grab here. You know what I mean? And like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, doing the right thing would be to sign this and let's go. And then he's a, like, his whole thing was like, you're having premarital sex and you're living with your senior. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're the one saying that we're having premarital sex. I never said that. I'm waiting till marriage. How about that? <laughs> right. And then in my mind, I'm about to say, I'm like, look, buddy. Either, and I'm like, cause he was like kind of a twerp. I was like, either you sign it or I'm going to make you sign it. Cause I'm, I got, I'm on my lunch break now and I got 10 minutes to get back. You know, and I was like, "Like uh, this so, guy
2: can
1: send you to hell.
0: Well, I mean, if, if, he, if he would be like, get in line, you know? So there's plenty of people that want to do that. But this guy was just like, you know, you'd think the Catholic church would get their act together, but he was really like, if he was there to help me and he really thought I needed help, that's different. But he wasn't. He was looking for a money grab. And that's-
3: The problem what, no, is that-
4: no, he- no, 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 no. You have to take those classes. Whether you go to church <laughs> every uh, day- <laughs> Yeah. You have to go. Oh, and my. Matt, what did yeah. we talk about before we said we don't talk about politics you're, or religion? There right. you go.
0: You're <laughs> right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. That's you're
4: okay. That's ab-
0: okay. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Well,
1: Matt, next time go with the older priest. They've been through enough shit. They're like, hey, oh, he's Catholic enough. The younger ones are the hard asses.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 That's really what it was. So, okay. So, you're right. I, I broke the cardinal rule, and I'm sorry. So That's
4: Okay. So we all make mistakes. You can say our father and a Hail Mary.
0: <laughs> we'll be good.
2: <laughs>
0: Bless me, Miss McCormick. Bless me, Father. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So okay. So while you were at school, so you would end up, you did Fells Junior High, you went to Frankfurt High School. While you're at school, you were doing some swimming and yeah. you did like swimming for Max Myers. It seems like swimming was a thing because we would talk about it with Pete, because he was, he would, we brought up the swim team a bunch of times, but it seems like you were doing everything. You did the water ballet, you did your varsity swimming and diving, you were JV tennis, varsity bowling, softball, you know what I mean? Like, you were just out, like, you know, you were out there, you were an athlete, but it seems like, you know, like, you just were like, hey, let's go, like, you wanted the activity as well. Is that kind of right?
4: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, being part of a group, yeah. You know, friends, and 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 doing things that I absolutely love doing. Yeah, yeah. And hey, my mom, you were actually a very good swimmer, weren't you? I thought I was, but I probably really wasn't. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you make, the, the,
0: swimming's competitive, if you made varsity, like you can't. Yeah, finish. but
4: they were really bad. My, I mean, <laughs> I was the second best on the team. Yeah. Now the girl that was the best could beat me without a doubt. I mean, she was really fast. She, she could even do a flip turn. I couldn't do a flip turn. I'd have to swim down, touch the edge and turn around. But, um, everybody else just nice girls. They were swimming, but they were not very good. Yeah. So we never won a meet, but I did win some races. Yeah. I actually did diving and I,
0: Oh, I don't know how
4: I did it. I mean, I, I, I remember doing a dive and it's called like an inward dive. So you're standing backwards, like you're going to do a back dive. And then you, you know, you jump up and you flip so that you're going in head first. Yeah. And, um, somebody screamed because I was extremely close to the board. And Ah. after that, I couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah, it was good. It was a good dive. I got good points with it. But, um, after that, I kind of got afraid. Yeah, You know, because, yeah. but, you know, oh, no, enjoyed they it. You yeah, they did. It was like,
0: oh. Oh, that's, uh, so, okay, I see. So they were, like, they kind of, like, freaked you out saying, like, oh, you're so good. I love watching, I love, watch, like, yeah, especially, I, like, in the Olympics and, yeah. like, where we went to school, like, you know, like, North Penn, really yeah. great swim and diving mm-hmm. team. I love watching that because that, to me, like, that's a show, you know, like, yeah. when they're out there doing, like, the doubles and, like, the flips and the turns and the whack-a-moles yeah. and everything. So great. What was uh, what was water ballet?
4: Oh, I did that. It was the Max Myers. It was the public pool I went to. I was on the swim team and yeah. on the water ballet. And it's kind of similar to, if you look at the Olympic synchronized swimming.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is what
4: water ballet is. I see. Only we didn't have little things to squeeze our nose. So if you didn't do it right, you got water off your nose. And then you're <laughs> coughing and sputtering and... <laughs> You know, but, but uh, yeah. me, how
1: do you judge swimmers? Do you judge people when you see them hold their nose? You're like, look at this amateur
0: just <laughs> yeah, holding yeah. his <laughs> nose. Yeah, yeah. Again, look at this dude yeah. not holding the look at, nose. Look
3: at, so look at this you know yellow belt. one yeah.
4: arm, huh?
2: Come on. Yeah.
4: No, well, I yeah. used to try to do that just to learn how to get my feet up in the air. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It's the not... same
4: thing as synchronized swimming that you see in the Olympics. That's fun, though. It, yeah.
1: And man, I, I told the story before, but I thought I was good at swimming too because I kept getting blue ribbons until <laughs> my mother burst the bubble and let me know that they were personal bests. And she was like, Pete, do you know how you get taller every year?
2: Yeah.
1: Do you know how you've gained weight every year? <laughs> well, you also get a little bit faster at swimming. <laughs>
4: I he mean, thought he was so proud of himself and and he did. He tried, but he was on the B team. And, and, and he said, B for Mom, best. Did yeah. I get there first? And I said, Oh, you were wonderful, hon. You were wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean,
0: but that's also part of being a she good, let like, my
1: dreams be dreams.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let him think he's the rocket. I'll tell you this. He beat a uh, you know a nationally ranked swimmer in a swimming race, and I was there to witness it, and it was fantastic. <laughs> he won by disqualification, but he
1: still but. won. So. The best way to the uh, technically winning is the best way to win.
4: Yeah. Hey, it doesn't matter. Win's a win.
1: Amen.
0: Yeah. Amen. So I did want to ask this. So uh, you went to Frankfurt High School. My dad grew up in Scranton. And in Scranton, he went to this place called Central High School. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. he, he is taking me there. Now it's like a college and stuff, but he's taking me there. And like, I've seen it and they had separate entrances for the boys and the girls. Whereas that Where is Well,
4: Central, back when your dad was there, yeah. was boys only. It was the top school oh, in the yeah. city yep. because they girls high was for the girls. And then, you know, back in, and this is kind of politics stuff, but, you know, equal rights for girls and boys, they took them to court, and so they had to let girls into Central. And for some reason, boys didn't want to go to Girls High, but so now the school is both boys and girls. Now, whether it's separate entrances, I don't know.
2: So
0: wait, what's the, so the high school is like Central Central? High
4: school, no, yeah, the, it,
1: like Central yeah. High School was the top boys' high school in the city, and then there was also Girls High, which was the, the central for, 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 girls. for girls. And then a bunch like of the too. girls were like, Hey, I, I want to go to Central, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess they sued for it and they won, and th- they got to go to Central. Yeah. And now, just- now, 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 well, what now I don't know if there's any uh yeah, I don't think are, there's uh, any
4: public schools that are allowed to be all girls or no. all boys. Yeah, they're all yeah. co-ed. Yeah. Catholic school, private schools, you can do that, but yeah. not, yeah. yeah, not public. We've no. had a
0: bunch of people on the show that have gone to an all boys or an all girls school. Yeah. yeah. They I mean, honestly. We well, all went to at, Catholic schools. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Catholics, you're right. Yeah, all girl, all girl, all boy Catholic school. But I'll tell you what, they freaking loved it. And they, they, they rave about it. Well, you hundreds. know what
1: they say, Mom? They, they they, talk about how there was less pressure. Like, uh, like oh, I don't have to worry about boys you don't have to worry about girls i right. can yeah well yeah.
4: your sister your oldest yeah. sister would say the same thing she went to an all-girls uh, private catholic high school oh. and and she came out of her shell oh
2: she oh, she, yeah. she
4: really you know she i the kids that she went to elementary school were from a whole bunch of rich families. Oh, I know. most, some of them were very nice, but there were some that were just little assholes. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're, according to their parents, their kids did nothing wrong. Tormented my oldest daughter and, you know, um, and she finally had enough of them and, you know, uh, but she went off to the high school and she wasn't, you know, I was just hoping that the high school was better than the elementary school. And it was, Mm -hmm. she came out of her shell. It wasn't about who was dressing how or the makeup or yeah. whatever, because it was all girls. Yeah. It was academics. That's really where you competed. Right. And she, she's smart. She's a smart girl. Smart and as she, whip. as she would a argue PhD. with the nuns, she argued with the nuns. The, <laughs> and, and it was funny because she was very good at math and, and English and writing, yeah. amazing. And she said that she wanted to go up to advanced placement with the math oh. and, and the nun said to her, you'll never be able to do that. Well, don't ever tell her that. Because oh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, and yeah. she did. And she got an A. <laughs> yep. and, and she rubbed
0: it right in that nun's face. And
4: she, you know, I said, she was like a rebel without a cause. Cause no matter what, you know, she always had to buck the system. She yeah. got a great education. She got almost all scholarships for um, Drexel. Oh, that's uh, got great. went four years and then went into a master's and a phd program at temple and she's she's an economist and she's just very smart yeah. so i if she had gone to a boy girl school that i don't think would have happened she yeah. would have stayed in her shell yeah. she would have been afraid to and a lot of girls like this not yeah. you know it's more and more it's not like that but
0: Maybe academics but, wouldn't have been yeah, so sought out. academics would
4: not have been the top priority. Yeah, and and then you're so afraid of how you're going to uh, appear or come off to somebody of the opposite sex yeah. that you know she maybe not debate somebody in class because yeah. you know
0: she didn't want I, to look
1: yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the important thing to learn about life is like, it's yeah. not a one size fits all, right? Yeah. Like, you know, right. like everything, everybody's different and everybody has different little picadillos and yep. strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And, and it's about trying to find what fits you and, and where you yeah. fit in, yeah. in this world.
0: No, yeah. that's great. That's great. That's yeah. Plus, I, I would say this, Pete, and I always thought this, that your sister and my sister would, would get along. Like the way oh, yeah. they are, either they would get along or they're buttonheads, <laughs> <either laughs> one or the other. So that's great. So uh, okay, so let's talk about this. So you're in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where we start. Your well, you had a job prior to this. So you and and we'll talk about this more. And when we did our pre-show, you'd mentioned this, but you've always loved kids, and mm-hmm. you know, always wanted to have kids and a big family and stuff like that. So, your first real job, you were hustling doing some babysitting, is mm. that right?
4: Yeah, yeah, I used to babysit a lot in the neighborhood, and um, and I always wanted 10 kids. Yeah. So, uh, my um, <laughs> so I met my husband, you know, yeah. we were hanging in the same group, but he mm. went to Catholic school, I went to public, and and I remember saying to him, Oh, I want six kids. 10 kids, and he said, Oh, really? Well, I know a lady down the street who's got six kids and she needs a babysitter. Ugh. His whole thought was, Well, uh, this will kind of cure her of wanting, you know, yeah, scare you straight. So, and they were a tough group sometimes, you know, kids are kids. And, uh, so I did say to him later, well, you know, maybe not 10, but I want six. Yeah. So, and that's what we had with six kids.
0: Yeah. Six, six of the best kids in town. I'll tell you that. So, sure, uh, Okay. We can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, one or two of them are okay. So, yeah. um, but, uh, no, they're all great. So, all right. So you love kids. You're doing the babysitting and I'll tell you this, people don't realize this, but if you're, if you're doing it, you can make some money babysitting. That's yeah. like, you you could really put away some cash because like, think about this, right? You're like, you can go there. You're going to watch the kid. Eventually you're going to put the kid to sleep, but then you're hanging out watching TV and, and doing nothing for a couple hours. Just wait, seeing if the kid wakes up, right? Like, Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, I, you know, I, I think I made like 50 cents or a dollar an hour. <laughs>
0: oh my Back, right? god yeah. Yeah. oh my god i don't even know how much i mean we not <laughs> not go i mean we haven't got we haven't had a sitter yet but we when we do we know exactly who the the girl's gonna be who's gonna babysit our kid yeah but i'm i'm yeah i'm not looking forward to seeing what the bill's gonna be <laughs> you know
1: for, <laughs> child. yeah me- that's
0: true can't no spare no expense but uh Yeah, so, okay, so you started out, you're doing your babysitting, and, you know, love kids all the way through, and then you got a job at a bakery at the age of 15, is that right?
4: Yeah, yeah, I I wanted to make more money than a dollar for 50 cents an hour,
1: so I
4: I used to babysit even when I worked at the bakery.
1: Matt, she wanted to roll in the dough.
4: (laughs) I used to eat the dough, so, Uh you know. Well,
0: like, so, but you were... So you were, so you were working at the bakery while in school, and then you were still doing some babysitting Babysitting, on the side. Oh, wow. So how did you get the job at the bakery? What, how did you like it? Uh, Oh,
4: My husband, he, um, we were good friends. We hung in the same group. He worked there. Okay. He worked there from the time he was 13 till he, uh, you know, um, graduated high school and, uh, and he recommended me for the job. Oh. Um, me and oh. a couple of other girls in our group. And yeah. I worked there for a year and, and I liked it. Um, one, I love cake. And oh. when you're working, <laughs> you can eat as much of whatever you want when you were there, yeah. so I would eat, you know, whole strawberry shortcakes and stuff like that. You know, oh, well at and that age
0: you could pack it away and it, it doesn't I was go skinny, anywhere. You know, and, she was uh,
4: swimming nonstop, and <laughs> and then they fired me. Oh. Mom, why did they fire you? They said I ate too much, so oh, <laughs> that, <laughs> they man. couldn't they that's couldn't not, afford me. That's not there is true. a specific
1: story I remember oh. about. <laughs> <laughs> What's
4: this? I you know, well, um, so yeah, they used to make this, this enough, really sure. good round loaf of bread. Okay. Now I like the inside of the bread. Yeah. And one of the girls I worked with liked the crust on the outside. Okay. So I, I would like eat the, the inside wanted... and, she, and she would eat the outside. Well, she didn't eat the outside and she left it there and they sold it and then <laughs> people came back and said i think you have mice because the bread's all gone
0: oh, inside." oh my Man. god who's
4: still...
0: who's the psycho that eats
1: just the crust yeah that's what who's i would this, know. is this way. person what? a convicted murderer now like yeah. who is who
2: does? the inside's the best the but it was the best.
1: I only like the egg whites. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I only eat
0: the crust on the pizza. I never eat the middle. Like, what <laughs> yeah, the that
1: may have like, had mom, a little like, to do it. Your mom the crust sandwich and just gives you the crust. Like, yeah. throws the rest of the sandwich yeah. away. What? Well, well yeah. my
4: grandson will eat the crust. And, yeah. like, my granddaughter doesn't like the crust on her toast. So she eats the toast and he eats the crust. There There's the egg.
1: Each but, um, they are one, and uh between the <laughs> ages of what, three and five? Like, <laughs> yeah, they have really refined
0: taste at that age.
1: <laughs> They're not selling anybody loaves of bread at the corner bakery.
0: <laughs> well, yet. I would. Uh, how, uh, I will say this. So, how incredible is fresh baked bread? Is oh, there, it's the
4: best. Is okay. there
0: anything better? Oh my god! Yeah, fresh, out, fresh out of the oven. When I worked at Vinnie T's, I would get my hands on some fresh baked bread. And let me tell you, let me tell you, you know what else was great? When I worked at my dad's store, he would get the pretzels delivered. Did you guys get the pretzels delivered at the deli? Yeah, oh, did
1: yeah. we have pretzels, uh, Peter? And oh,
0: yes, would, Peter. would they come in hot?
1: Uh, You know what? They would get delivered so early, it didn't even really matter. Because I think they would get delivered at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Like two to Three hours before the store opened.
0: Yeah, my, that's when my dad's would get delivered, but we had to be there that early because the store opened at, like, 5 or something. But, like, but I, I think my, maybe 5, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The other
1: thing my, my mom just touching on by her work experience is the idea of the corner neighborhood delis, bakeries, and butcher shops. Like, you weren't going to Acme, right, Mom? You weren't going <laughs> to uh, – shop right it was like hey every corner had a shop on it and like this is where i get my hair done this is where i get my bakery this is like right like oh
4: yeah yeah Yeah. i mean we had a Uh, we went to the one corner store and get our fresh meat. We went to the other one, to the deli, to get our lunch meat, our bread, oh. our eggs. You would go to the hairdresser was on the corner. And then where we all hung as teenagers was the candy store with ice cream with a pinball machine inside. And oh. and that's where, you know, we would go oh. and we, you know, sit there with our cigarettes and play yeah. pinball. We and Mount yeah.
1: Insidious, not not Insidious Element, but I've I heard this candy store had a little back room operation.
4: Apparently, I didn't know it at the time, and apparently it was a dirty old man, too. But you know, hey, <laughs> he, he sold penny candy, he was cheap, but that was just his day job because apparently he was a bookie, so oh,
0: <laughs> a bookie at the candy shop. Yeah,
4: it, it kind of explained every once in a while why the cops would walk him out in handcuffs, yeah. you know. So yeah.
0: yeah, he's got he's got he's got bad Swedish fish. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that honestly, I would I would freaking love that. If you lived in, yeah. if I lived in a neighborhood yeah. now where I had a, a bakery, I had yeah. a deli, I had a like a, a grocer with like the veggies and whatever, like and throw in the
4: pizza place, and yeah.
1: you know, yeah, and, like, and that, like the, the touch of what we're talking about. Earlier, that was the Facebook back in the day. Is anytime you went to any of these stores, you were seeing your neighbors, up, you were getting the gossip, yeah. you're like, oh, I had to smack Danny on the butt because he did this, or I had to keep <laughs> this person out of the street, and uh-huh. did you see what so and so was wearing. What a yeah what i said stu- yeah
0: no but that's and you're talking with like the people at the shops too like the butcher i think that's a fast that's a fascinating profession i would love to like yeah. to be like an actual butcher you know what i mean like oh, yeah. to know how to take apart an animal i think that would be awesome like a cool skill that and lock picking that's what i want to learn so but no super no that's really cool and i kind of miss that's some old world stuff like you know, it'd be tough to support kind of like uh, th- to make a living doing that now just because of the way things are, you know.
1: Well, but, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you can't compete with the big guys, right? Once, uh, yeah. once Acme's invented it, you can't uninvent it. Mm. Yeah.
0: No, you're right. So, okay. So let's keep it going. So you're done at the bakery. Then you went to McDonald's. But mm. I want to say this. If you go to McDonald's now, any stunard can press a button on that thing and you're good. Back then, you had to know some stuff to be to be working that machine. Was that right?
4: Oh, yeah. You had to take a math test, and really? you could, Yeah, and they didn't really have calculators. You know, they used to have these huge, big adding machines. But you had to you had to <laughs> take had a math advocate? test, and you had to not that far back, but you know, you know that big. Well, you're too young, but you know, you had to add everything in your head.
2: Plus that and, tax, and then right? just
4: put the answer on the sheet. So if you oh. pass the test, then you got the job. And, and oh back my then,
0: God.
4: you know, now they go in and they put in everything and then it gives them the total. You give them the money and then the machine tells you how much change. We had to add it all up plus the tax in our head and only ring up the full total. Yeah. And then you had to count out change. And not with some machine telling you how much change is due. Oh. It's a shame because when you go, if, if something breaks down, they don't know how to give change. Yeah. They don't know how to add it up. But yeah. that's what you had to do back then. And yeah. for quite a few years, you had to do that. No, I'll tell you. But
1: I... at least, so at least now, like it's uh, it's all electronic. We're like, no, you can't even open up the cash register. Because oh. me and Matt came up when it was like, oh, you learn. like we have calculators for you, uh, but you can still make change. And so, if the power went down, you were still expected to work. You're like, oh fuck, Now I have to yeah, learn yeah. how to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, man, you're like, I can't even open up. the register. You can't, <laughs> I can't even open up the doors.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you, dude, you're 100 right. I know. Uh, Graham's Pub, landed three home of the brave for a long time there. Uh, it's a cash only establishment, but for a long time there, they had a machine like a register that was ancient. You know, that yeah. was, like, you, this thing, what the heck. But it was the same thing where you had to add everything up in your head and do all, you know, they don't tax booze, but, but like, do yeah. all the tax and everything like that. That's, you know, take some skill. And, like, honestly, I kind of always liked it because it's, like, you know, it's a it's a workout for your brain. You know what I mean? Yes, it is.
2: So, yeah.
1: yeah. Matt, so, uh, down the line, we'll get to the, the store that uh, my mother and father owned. And uh, they didn't just not have a cash register. They just had a box that we had to use. <laughs> a, <laughs> And they told us how to count down. Like, oh no, you just start. If 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 uh, it's three thirty, then you start tra- counting down from thirty. Then you owe seventy. Like I was just like, oh my god, what? This is the. You guys talk about Common Core. This is like this is real Common Core here. How to give change
4: out?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're not sparing any expenses. Here. At least
4: our kids could give change, and you have to yeah. do it. That's
0: you know? true. That's true, Pete. You are an accountant, so I am an accountant. That
2: is true.
0: Maybe there's something to that. They got you started in the numbers game early. So, okay. So let's keep it moving. So you, uh, you finish high school and then after high school, is that when you started working at the insurance company?
4: Yeah, I worked at the insurance comp- company for a year. I would just work in an office and mm-hmm. collect monies if they came to pay their premiums, yeah. um, office work kind of stuff. And then I went to a uh, hairdressing school.
0: So, real quick, when we were talking, you brought up doing shorthand. Can you kind of explain, <laughs> what was shorthand?
4: Well, uh, there, what I did was speed writing. Okay. Um, uh, when I, and, and I learned that in high school. And other people were, learned shorthand, which is all these little different symbols that meet certain words. Yeah. Right, Mom, so uh, I, was, did, uh, I did- Before there was
1: tape recorders or anything. So, like, basically, you're trying to keep yeah. up with people that are speaking, right. you know, fast like, as, as can Like possible a,
0: like a stenographer.
4: Well, a stenographer. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my boss would dictate a letter to me and, but, you know, speed writing sometimes if I didn't, you know, type it up right away, I kind of forget. I had a good memory so I can remember a lot of it. Yeah. But I remember one time she said, I couldn't remember what she said, you know, and I'm trying to, cause I didn't type it up till the next day. And I said, Ah. "Well, I I I can't read it back. I'm not quite sure." She goes, "But you're supposed to be able to do that." I said, "Yeah, but it's not as good as shorthand, you know." And that's what shorthand was. It was certain symbols that always meant the same thing. Mm. Whereas speed writing was, you took, you did the whole um,
0: gimmick, yeah,
4: yeah. It was a couple of letters of the word. I can skip
1: does and uhs and all this kind of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense, and that I honestly. I would love, like, uh, so uh, uh, co-host on The Weekend Pop and Steve Cabot has told us that he dated a court stenographer for a while, and dude, I'm telling, and I would love to get a stenographer on the show. I think that is a fascinating profession, you know what I mean? And like the things you would see and the things you must have, you know, heard and all that stuff, I think it's like really, really cool. that
4: that's a that's my husband actually did that for well went to school for it he wanted to be a lawyer oh and so but you know he didn't have money so he thought well he'll he would work as a court stenographer and like get in with and then get into law school and get to know the judges as Mm -hmm. he's working Mm -hmm. and the lawyers yeah and um he got you had to get a certain speed and it's this machine, you go like, you know, up and down, like <laughs> a typewriter, yeah. but it makes all these symbols, and and you know, you you read it back to the judge when he asks, you have to type up a whole report for it. And so when he got to the speed that he needed, where he was going to apply for jobs, New York went bankrupt, and they all came down the Philly, so then there was no jobs, and then they increased the the um like the speed yeah the speed so he's like the hell with it and he and he was working in the deli through college so uh, i'm still working there um and and he said can i buy your deli so when Uh uh, when the guy was ready to retire he bought the deli oh
0: wow okay so let's not jump ahead then so okay so you and and just so people know when you say collecting money Right now, everyone can do like a direct deposit for your for your insurance and all that yeah. stuff. Where yeah, you didn't that have it, that then. You were yeah. legit, people were bringing cash or a check mm-hmm. to the shop and being like, yep, this is my weekly, boom, here you go.
4: Yeah, most of them brought cash back then, but there were some who brought a check. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they didn't have checks, if they had checks, they could mail it in with yeah. their book mm-hmm. and then you had to mail the book back. Yeah, uh, And those that had only cash... Um, would bring it into the office and every week they bring in their money and you would mark it in
0: Huh, that's
3: fascinating
4: you all don't right. see that anymore today
3: no you yeah, do not at all. wait what do you mean now a word from our sponsor are you someone who struggles picking a podcast to listen to because your time is extremely valuable
0: yeah how'd you know
3: are you someone who says damn there's not enough hours in the day to pick just one Mm-hmm. Wait, what the fuck? Or are you someone who's interested in a podcast where they interview a wide range of people and find out how the hell they ended up in their profession? <laughs> it's like you read my mind. If I say yes too, can you help oh, me out? Oh shit, shit! On an unrelated note while we call the police, if oh, you fuck. said yes to yeah. all those questions, and look no further and allow me to introduce you to it's The not Working not Perspectives Podcast, hosted by executive Frank, producer Frank, Matt don't Lavelle don't. and accompanied by yeah, co-host Boy Pig McCormick. As mentioned, they interview a wide range of the people the of and find out how in the purple and purple fuck they ended up in their no, professions, I which I think, in my opinion, as someone who previously jumped off from know, one man. place to another until I, so I found something I'm good at. This is something worth investing your time in. in you will car, learn about so jobs that you never knew existed. Feel podcasts, the grind I that some of these people felt before getting, getting to where they are today. And just like me, it'll maybe help you find that motivation you're looking for to pursue in what it is you want to do. And also, they have great segments in the middle of the show, such as The Weekend Poppin'. Give it a shot. My two favorites: Memory go Lane and What's Going Down in Gamertown, which Wait, is a segment I'm blood. part of. So you should definitely look into it. Yeah, so that being said, this why, after this video, go out and out. listen to the Working Perspectives podcast. You can find because them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google well, you Podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. All links business? are in the, the link tree, bootleg which bootleg is in the description. And now, back to the episode. Movies and theaters. It's going to go onto the streaming services.
0: So, okay, so let's keep this going. So, all right. So you're you done at the insurance company. So then you went to hairdressing school, like you said. How did you like hairdressing school? How did you like hairdressing? What did you do there?
4: I loved hairdressing school. Yeah. Um, I really did. I learned, you know, you learn on mannequins. So they yeah. don't yell at you like real people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and you learn how to shampoo. You learn how to said hair and back then you teased hair and curling and iron and blow dryers were just starting oh, uh, dying hair doing frostings facials makeup nails oh. you did the whole gamut and yeah. then you had to take the boards and you had to take somebody with you who would be your model and you would have to do all of this stuff on them so, oh, who did I take? I think my sister-in-law I took with me. She wasn't my sister-in-law then. But I took her and she had one hand with nail polish, one side of her face with makeup, one <laughs> side of her hair was <laughs> curled, you know, and teased up. And, and so you had to do a, a written test. And then you had to do a practical test. So, oh, wow. so I didn't let that go until after I got my nursing license, just in case, because it wasn't oh, really? easy to get. Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: were you that. Were you married at the time when you went to hairdressing school? No, no, okay.
4: I wasn't married. Okay, um, so, but I liked it until I realized we I were wasn't that to... good. <laughs> I wasn't. I couldn't tease for shit, and. Uh, <laughs> Telling you, I couldn't tease. I, I could dye hair well. Yeah, you know, I, I remember you calling
1: her. me chubby quite a bit, so I'm pretty sure hey, you were good hey. teasing. <laughs> oh,
4: oh I could God. grab your hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, the hair pool. That's the. Most. Oh, yeah. I don't that's... care how
4: short that hair is. I can get it. So oh, yeah. She that's...
1: used to prove it. She's like, You think it's because me and my brother, we would get a buzz cut so that way yeah. my mom couldn't grab us. I was like, Oh, look, Jim, if we shave all her hair off, there's nothing she can do. And we yeah. were wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. My mom was the same thing. The hair pull is the mom's yeah. number one. I feel like every mom did the hair pull, and then every mom had a weapon they would use. My mom, my mom was a big fan of the spoon. She loved the spoon. Yeah. The wow. big, the big like wooden. Which, you know I
4: like the flip flop. Yeah, that, she liked that. the
1: sound of the flip-flop. or every yeah. once in a while we would have one of those those uh pa- Paddle. those paddles with the ball in, and she would tear the ball no, off I'm like oh yeah, no. Oh
4: yeah. <laughs> we're going hardcore.
0: <laughs> I got that one before too. Yeah. Hey, hey. Apparently
4: remember. it's child abuse now, so I deny all of <laughs> these
1: allegations.
0: That's that's good parenting if you ask me cuz I'll tell you what, I I freaking deserved it every time. Well, for me
1: it was more the sound. I just heard the whoosh in the air like what? Danger. You know yeah. what
0: the you know it was the, the scary... The scariest sound as a kid, though, was the belt crack. Right when um, you would.
4: No. Oh no! I never did a belt. No, I've no, had never... the belt when I was little, so no, no, yeah, no, no. Not belt. a
0: fan of the belt,
4: but a flip flop's so, okay.
0: Yeah, flip flops. <laughs> flip flop works. Plus, it's quick. You know, like you and always have soft,
4: the, and, and you, get, you know
1: yeah it's more but the, yeah, like there's this weird and psychological it's more the
4: thing fact is, here's the flip-flop and then they go doing what you need them to do but yeah. when you when
1: you first experience the flip-flop there's this weird psychological thing where you see a flip-flop you're like oh i guess we're going to the beach you're like oh wait a minute no
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like flip-flops used to be fun no.
0: <laughs> so okay so then let's keep this going so um you you were done hairdressing, kinda of, you were honestly everyone can tell by listening now, like you're a great get you're very personable, very easy to talk to, mm-hmm. great, great gift for Gab and all that stuff. And so like you were great at that part, but as part of like as an actual hairdresser, you you felt like not so much. So then you left doing that and then you were a waitress and then you were also, you were bookkeeping for a small manufacturing place mm-hmm. at the same time. Is that right? Yeah.
4: yeah, I went, uh, after I, I had left, uh, hairdressing to work at the, uh, uh this bolt and screw company manufacturing.
3: Okay. And I,
4: I was, I went into their bookkeeping department. So, uh, um, which, you know, I was very good at math. So, but yeah. it was mainly just recording checks that came in. And then you know debit and and you know pluses and stuff like that. So that this is was where I got it. This <sighs> is yeah, where it yeah. came
1: from. Now. Would, would you so say, I did
4: that yeah. until I had my first child. So you know. Oh.
0: So would you say okay? So you're you're doing like the bookkeeping and stuff. Was that like your nine to five? And then the waitress was your nighttime. Well, the waitress gimmick? in
4: after I had my daughter. Okay. Um. I guess she was like six months old is when my husband it was going to actually, he was actually going to buy the business. So I had to go back to work to get some money together for us to put a down payment on Uh the, the, the business. And so the quickest way to make money was waitressing and wait. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Waitressing. My sister was a waitress. So she got me a job where she was Mm -hmm. another friend of mine, worked for a caterer so on weekends i'd you know would go into catering you know oh, off wow. um, off-site catering waitress yeah. in, where you have yeah. 200 people you got to serve everything soup to nuts and yeah. clear it all out so w- would- and i did i was we were able to save a good amount of money in six months for yeah. uh yeah and, and that you
1: know that, that yeah like you know that that's a good and kind of crazy thing that, like, you know, there was a point in time where you could, you know, like waitress, you know, and work at the deli, and that was enough. In six months, you could save up and, and put down a, a, a down deposit to build yourself a better life and your kids, like, you know, also better life. You know, like yeah. it's
0: what year? Yeah. What what year was this around, Mr. McCormick?
4: Seventy nine.
1: Okay,
0: so like seventy nine. So then you're waitressing, doing that. What mm-hmm. year did you guys buy? What did you buy the deli?
4: January first, nineteen eighty
0: wow okay so then you're working there uh, so you had your first child in 79 is that right 78 78 so you had your first child in 78 sorry to sorry to date you uh that's okay not you i'm uh, sorry to date you pete sister Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, i
4: can't believe she's gonna be she'll be 43 in november
2: Oh well, my gosh! Man. Time
1: flash Yeah, doesn't look. And here well. I am, only twenty-four years old. Oh,
4: Peter! What did <laughs> I say about lying? I'm going to put pepper on your tongue.
1: Oh, only tell <laughs> live. You know you can get away with it. <laughs>
0: I'm going to put pepper on your tongue. <laughs>
1: the pepper on the the you know what i actually like pepper now it doesn't work
4: anymore mom it doesn't work yeah Yeah, pepper my tongue all you want all right i used to use soap with jimmy and he actually liked it so that didn't work i know you
1: know soap actually looks like it should taste good but it doesn't
4: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) smells like it would taste good look at
1: this Mm, cherries no not cherries not cherries at all
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> so, okay, so you, how long, uh, so 70, 78, you had your first child, 79, you're waitressing, 80, you buy the deli, mm-hmm. and then were you working at the deli until 85?
4: Yes. Yeah, okay. I worked, uh, gosh, we worked a lot. Of, my husband worked about 80, 90 hours a week, and oh, I would boy, work son. 50, 60 hours a week. Well, so you it, guys live there, yeah, basically? Almost, yeah, yeah. And then hey, until Mom, I
1: had to, Peter, just to start, like you know, talk about like, sacrificing all the things you had to do, like to, you know, in order to buy your first house. You and Dad lived with, with with Graham for how long before
4: a year? We got married and we moved in with your grandmother for a year to save yeah. money um, to buy a house. No. And and it was a fixture
1: have... upper house, right? It was the, the, the handyman yeah, special my husband, and everything.
4: Yeah, my husband's not and
1: handy. If anybody knows us, we are not Mr. Carlos Bowers. We are not a yeah. handy people.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, same.
4: Yeah, so we bought this house. Of course- Here's the thing. I wanted to move. After a year, I want my own place. I have all yeah. this stuff from my shower I can't use. Yeah. And my husband's cheap and he wanted to stay at his mother's. And <laughs> I've been I in
1: that s- basement, Matt. It oh. is not finished. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. You lived with your in-laws? Mrs. Yeah,
4: Devin? I lived with my mother-in-law. Oh. Yeah.
0: So, Okay. Yeah. So let's chat, because I'm living with my in-laws yeah. right now. <laughs> no, don't get into it, it. I love my in-laws. They're yeah. absolutely great, and I love living here. And it's they're very, very nice to let us live here to save up so we can buy them. And
4: my mother-in-law was scary, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, so, loved her to, I loved her to death, but she was scary. But. Was
0: she protective of her little...
4: Oh, you mean I corrupted her baby? Yeah, oh that's you know God. he was supposed to become Cardinal McCormick, uh, but oh know, my! And, <laughs> and, and, and to give everyone
1: to painted picture, this this woman, this scary woman, is all of four
4: foot ten. Yeah. Uh, but she she was good i mean thank god for her because that's yeah. how i was able to you know yeah. when we worked at the store she or my grandmother would watch my daughter yeah and you know she came to live with us when we moved out here yeah. and she oh was the... I,
0: okay so i've met her yeah oh right. yeah yeah and oh, she, yeah. Took, oh, yeah. she if, is tiny <laughs>
4: yeah but but I wanted to get out on my own. I had never yeah. lived on my own. I lived from went from my grandmother's house to my mother in law's house. Yep, so yep. after a year, I said I want to move. But let's either get an apartment or buy. well, we didn't even think about buying a house. I wanted to rent an apartment. So he yeah. took us around to a couple of apartments. This realtor. Yeah. Um. And then you know he said you know. It's so expensive to rent, yeah. we thought, you know. Yeah. And and he says, you know, if, if for the same amount of money, if not less, yeah. you could buy a house, you know, and you pay it off over 25 years. So we went to see some houses and we saw this one. And, um, I mean, I liked it and need a lot of work. This house had been rented for 45 years. So it had nothing done to it.
2: Oh, and the stove,
4: cool. the oven in the kitchen didn't have degrees it had on off for oh, the oven yeah um, and it had a, a roller a ringer roller washer in the basement oh and oh i mean it was God. just nothing done so for this thing days. was
0: ancient then
4: so my husband says we're gonna bid low. matt, matt let me uh pull up uh, a, a a google
1: uh maps real oh, quick Oh here,
0: yeah i'll send you a uh <laughs> i'll let you do the the gimmick here go ahead so, okay, so let me, while you're pulling it up, I'll ask some stuff. So you're, you buy a fixer-upper. Okay, is this Yeah, it? there it is. Yeah. Uh, okay. We those, did a lot of work one?
4: to that house.
0: <laughs> well, we paid
4: people to do a lot of work to the house. Yeah.
0: That's a nice little gimmick. Can you zoom in?
4: Not no, it quite.
0: Okay. But that's,
4: an, I mean, like,
0: I'll tell you it what. looks
4: the same, Pete, from when we moved. That's a nice
0: I, little street you got there. There's a field oh, yeah. there, and is that a park or a school or anything there?
1: This is this used to be uh, John F. Kennedy uh, hospital. hospital,
0: and oh. now where
1: my mom went to junior high, Fells turned into junior uh, turned into Fells High School.
0: So this oh. is now a high
1: school. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you lived right next to the high school then? Well, it was, it, was it, at that point it was a hospital. Oh, okay, okay. When you guys were there. okay, I see. So all right, so you buy this house that hasn't had any work done on it right. for 45 years mm-hmm. and you're there and you're doing your thing. So you move in and right away you're like we got to start we got to upgrade at least, you know, to get a working stove and a and Oh well, no.
4: No, I I kept that stove for a while. Oh, uh, it worked. You know, you just put a thermometer and, inside and it'll tell you how hot it is and oh, okay. Cooked and broke my broke first fix- turkey in there. Hey. But we did my husband decided, you know, the, the walls they were plaster and he said, I think we need to put new plaster up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what about that drywall stuff people talk about? Because that was pretty new back then.
2: Yeah. No, the no, we're fangle. gonna do it
4: the right way. And and of course, this is Mr. Handy, not so <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know. So here we you go we just mixed up this plaster outside and we had to put the chicken wire up and then you had to put it all on we don't know what we're doing and my aunt brings her husband new husband or guy she was dating to see the house and he does a lot of handiwork and he said oh you're gonna have to take that down and it's like well what do you mean we got to take it down he says you've got the top coat on the bottom and the bottom coat on the top, and, and you <laughs> and you got to rip that all out. And oh. so man, this
1: was uh, this was pre YouTube. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Oh my! So we God. ended up having to rip it down, and I looked at him. He said, "Okay, we'll get drywall." <laughs> <laughs> and he got his brother-in-law to put the drywall up, and oh, man. and then after that, we ended up my brother-in-law um, Pete's. My husband's brother-in-law at the time helped um, panel the house. So this paneling covered up all kinds of defects in Uh, the wall. And my grandmother for, you know, a housewarming bought us rugs, you know. Oh, so so it was wood floors? It had hardwood floors, yes. That's nice. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Wall to wall.
1: Matt, this was bef- – th- back then, people didn't like hardwood, so you wanted to cover it up with some oh, nice, fresh yeah, carpet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we and, and mom, know, My what? mom will point this out to the same because we have hardwood floors in my home, but when I go back to my parents' house on their uh, family room floor, I like to lay out on the carpet because it's <laughs> oh, nice and comfortable, and I yeah. can, like, stretch my big back out.
0: And... I love – dude, carpet – nice carpet makes a difference. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, so.
4: it took us a number of years, but over the years, we redid that house top to bottom. Right. We didn't do it. We hired, no, though my husband did put the paneling and drop ceiling up. All right, I, there
0: you well, go. You All know, right. when we
4: had our first child, which yeah. was still there when we left. There you and, go. But we paid other people to, you know, we had friends and, and firemen friends who one did the kitchen and one did the... We did the whole house and put in new windows and, you know, over the years, we were there for 19 years.
0: So you, okay. So you guys buy the deli and you guys are just putting in a ton of work at the deli from Mm -hmm. we'll say 80 to 85. And it's, you guys are living there while you buy a house and repair it. No,
4: we were living in the house when we bought it.
0: Okay. Okay. So, oh, oh, okay. So you had, you had 78, you had the kid. You live till like, till like 79, you're living at your mother-in-law's and then. No, no, we,
4: we lived with my mom. We got married in 76 Mm -hmm. and we moved down in 77 when we bought the house.
0: Oh, okay. Then you had your first kid in 78. Okay. 78 and then 80, you buy the deli. 85, you have your second kid. And then. I retired. (laughs) You retired from the deli. And then from eighty five until 93, 92,
4: mm. yeah, yeah. 90, I kept having babies.
0: Yeah, you, that's what well, That you, you you had five between eighty five and ninety three,
1: right? Yeah,
4: eighty. I had yes, yes, I did. Yeah, okay. I Matt, had the could, last. Uh,
1: we could tell when my mother was pregnant when she wouldn't wear her seatbelt, and also I noticed my <laughs> mom wouldn't have her seatbelt. I'm like, Mom, are you pregnant again? <laughs> <laughs>
4: It didn't fit, you know.
0: <laughs> so I mean, those seatbelts back then—forget it; they were a death trap. But I remember Pete. I remember one of Pete's first cars was a Nova, and yeah. this, oh, this, yeah. this, the seatbelts were clipped to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was fun. Love that car. So okay, so uh, then, so so from eighty-five to let's say ninety-one, ninety-two. That you were, like, from, so from 85 to 91, you're kind of, you know, doing the baby thing and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. You would have your last kid in 93, but from 91 to 92, that's when you started in nursing school. Is that right?
4: Yeah, I went to the local community college to start taking uh, prerequisites okay. um, that you need, like, your English, your sciences, and stuff yeah. like that. And um, because I found having that many kids is expensive. And I <laughs> went, yeah. And when you're self-employed, yeah. you gotta pay for your own health insurance. Yeah. And back then the insurance only covered hospitalizations, it didn't cover doctor visits, it did not cover immunizations, it did not cover you didn't you had to pay all that out of pocket, all prescriptions, Jesus. dental, eye, the whole thing it was
1: insurance in the truest sense of the word, yes. and shit happened. Oh and, my yes. God. Yes. So
4: So I decided that maybe it's time, you know, for me, you know, to what could I do, what kind of job could I do that wouldn't really interfere with my kids a whole lot. So it was either teaching or nursing, because then nurses, you know, started working three 12-hour shifts a week, and it's full-time. Or, you know, work just weekends, 12, two 12-hour shifts on the weekends, and you've got pay and benefits for full time. So I ended up going to working towards nursing school. So I started nursing school in 92. Um, with, and mom, how old were you at this point? Oh, I think I was third. I started, nur- oh gosh, how old was I? I started. Uh, you as... can't be
0: more than 26 because you're only 25 oh, now. You,
4: you... <laughs> I think I was about your age, Pete. Uh, I think yeah. I was about your age when I started towards it and actually started, uh, the nursing program.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, it was, uh, two nights a week and every other weekend. It was an RN program at Episcopal hospital. Okay. Um, and it would take three years. So right. that didn't take a lot from my kids, Yeah, but you know, um, I quit all my bowling leagues. So I stopped yeah. watching TV, and this but you're is a how. Parent. Yeah,
1: you yeah, Matt, th- th- this was tougher as his kids because when uh, my mom was in the bowling league, that we loved it because they had this playroom and he had oh. like all the blocks, all the toys. So I'm like, get out of here, leave me alone. I'm going to go play bowl with my kids. Like, yeah, we get to play with all the toys yeah. and fountain soda. Yeah, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
2: that
1: was
0: the best. I mean, I could, yeah. Um, so, but like. There's sacrifices you have to make for your family, mm-hmm. and you were sure. willing to do that, and that's you know without a. That's question. how you find like,
4: time. I didn't realize how much bowling and TV I was involved. And with, mom, so. do, you remember, do you remember how you
1: got us to buy a it as kids? Like, because like when you went to nursing school, we were not happy about it. Really? <laughs> you know, we were. Um, well, yeah, because I mean, like uh, mom was like, "Yay, the bully beat you up." Mom would grab his bike and throw it over the uh, chain link's hey. bike fence. Well, he deserved that. There was a boy <laughs> in my neighborhood who beat me up, and my mom took his bike and threw it over a uh, barbed wire fence.
4: Well, his, he would do it all the time, and uh, and I'd say, yeah. Peter, just beat him back. No, I can't do but, that. Yeah. And but. and I would go to the kid's mom, and I would say, well, she did. His father was teaching him to ah. beat up kids because, you know. Yeah, he might be
1: might his brother might be a friend, uh, 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 a listener of the show. So we don't want to get into it too much.
4: <laughs> but he would beat up yeah. and the mom would not do anything. So yeah. one day, well, they started to get along. Yeah. And one day. um did become friends, yeah. He, he did, you know, he threw Peter's football, new football over into this lot. Which yeah. this high fence. And I said, why did you do that? And he just shrugged, you know. And I said, would you go get that for him? And because he was angry with another kid. And he thought it was that kid's football. Oh, God. So, and he refused. I said, oh, I've had it. You know, this is shears of this. So I picked up a spike and I threw it over the fence. <laughs> and and yeah. he never bothered you after that. So I think it worked.
0: Yeah, it good. Work, yeah. yeah, good. That's what should happen, piece of shit. I, I mean, it it's terrible.
4: Boring. But as a parent, yeah. when you see someone. Someone mess I mean, with your kid. Yeah. Even though they're a kid, you just. And you have to hold back, but so it's better that I threw the bike than him. Yeah,
1: but that, but I mean, that's why as kids we were a little upset because, like, you know, we had Graham to watch out, which is great. But at the same time, like, Graham's not throwing bikes over over (laughs) Like, we're not getting that. We're not getting that all out al Capone protection that we were. (laughs) Probably not my proudest moment, but you know, I got the point across. Yeah, I remember my mom goes, "You know why I'm I'm doing this? Like, you know how you guys like to get water ice and ice cream from the ice cream trucks? I'm like, yeah, she's like." well, that's disposable income, and we don't have much of that right now. But if I become a nurse, and we'll have more disposable income, and then you guys can get uh, water ice. And I'm like, with a pretzel? And she goes, with a pretzel. And I'm like, well, yeah, let's do it. Go to school, Mom.
0: I love, I love how you're just really like being real. Look, look, you like water ice and pretzels and ice cream and all that fun stuff and footballs? Yeah. Well, you're not going to have that if mommy doesn't go to nursing school. Like, well, hey,
4: when you have that many kids and two adults in a three-bedroom, one-bath row home, oh, and baby. four of them are girls, there oh, is just no way. We needed a baby. bigger
1: house. We yeah. So all of my water ice money went into the new house.
0: <laughs> hey, God bless you. Jesus. but you I would mean, get
4: it once in a while yeah, no no, no. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, it's just funny like, how you yeah. were yeah. Able to once in a it. while because i went from it? like no you can't
1: go to school to like oh yeah she's no she's got to finish fast yeah. like yeah 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 mom, what are mom, season mom. only yeah. lasts three months a year we're already <laughs> past one of them
0: yeah uh dude i'll yeah. tell you what i feel like the ice cream truck in my neighborhood is year-round i hear that Freaking thing, but okay. So let's keep this going. You you did nursing school, and when Mm -hmm. you went in, you knew like pediatrics or teaching, right?
4: It was pediat, yeah, pediatrics or labor and delivery. Okay, okay. All right.
0: So you went in. You do you you get your nursing school. You finish nursing school, and then your specialty was pediatrics when you Mm -hmm. left, and then you were on the medical surgery floor. Uh, A
4: pediatric, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: so uh, okay, so and you were doing stuff with like disease, then is that right? Like at the med surgery area or what? Yeah, was going you on you there? know
4: kids surgery when it says med surge, so you have you know kids that get surgery, and after they're recovered from the anesthesia, then they would bring them to our floor and we would take care of them, you know, pain management, wound care and things like that. Um, And then medical is, you know, a kid comes in maybe vomiting and diarrhea is dehydrated and they, you know, they would admit them and you would take, you know, take care of them, rehydrate them till they can go home. Uh, Back then, um, big thing was AIDS. And so we would get a, you know, I was on the infant toddler floor, which I love. That was my favorite infant toddler. So we would have a lot of kids, you know, with, um, uh, AIDS, you know, little ones, um, you know, toddlers and, um, and of course a lot of them did die, you know, they didn't have the yeah. cocktails that they have now, but yeah. those little babies, and, and they would come in just so sick and and then they would rebound and you could send them home, but a uh, lot of them, you know, um, that's so tough. didn't make it, but, yeah. um, that's for so the, tough. you know, it was tough back then, but they've Oof. really done great research and now yeah. you have these cocktails. Now they give these cocktails to moms that are pregnant yep. that have HIV and those babies are born HIV-free. That's fast. It is crazy and how it much is it is. have amazing. So long, Am- yeah. Amazing. And a
1: death sentence is just like, yeah. here you go. Shot. Yeah. And, and, there, and there, here's your baby now for the rest I of I mean, life.
4: if you think back to Magic Johnson, yeah, they really yeah. thought that was going to be a death sentence. Look yeah. at yeah. him. Look yeah. at yeah. him. He's doing great because he's, he's taking this cocktail. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah, they've come a long way. But we had a lot of little ones like that. Um, and the little ones with, um, um, CF, so yeah, you know, cystic fibrosis. And, uh, um, I didn't have cell to, and sickle, sickle cell is a big one. Yeah. And those poor little guys are in pain. That is a painful disease. And, oh, you know, golly. and, and so many of them tend to get addicted to like morphine and stuff back oh, then. God. because she, It was the only way to control the pain. So yeah. now it's trying to prevent them from going into crisis. Yeah. So, and, and you know, it's changed a lot over the years. I mean, that was like, you know, 25, 26 years yeah. ago. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, that
1: does put in perspective on something like the pain medications, like, you know, like there are, there's chronic pain. And back then there was yeah. like chronic diseases. Like, how do you like, you know, people only have so much to live. You, you want them to be comfortable. You don't right, want to be exactly. suffering Same, like their with, entire life. Yeah. With cancer and yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. You that's, know, it,
0: that's, it's, yeah. yeah, that's tough. That's a tough gig. I'll tell you this. Yeah. The one thing i've noticed with with like infant sized toddlers when it comes to like being sick or medical or something like that is giving them medicine is a nightmare and you were doing that every day yeah did you it's a lot there...
4: easier if it was through the IV, but yes uh, when you have to do orally uh, and you know what you know because i remember we would have kids come in um and they were there because they had an ear infection The kid wouldn't take the medicine or kept throwing it up. And at at some point, they need that antibiotic. Oh, yeah. so, and the mother says well he just won't take it well he needs yeah. to take it you just sh- i'm sorry shove it down his throat yeah you know i used to yeah, put it in with- there yeah
1: i think my mom would put it into her mouth and then hold her nose closed and be like
4: you're going to breathe sooner or later
0: yeah my <laughs> big know, you, thing now is tilting t- doing it so they tilt their head back so it's
4: just yeah. they
2: have no but, taste
4: you know some kids like the taste of it and some don't but um Ugh. you have to, it's you're doing what's best for the child. If they need yeah. that medicine, it's got to get in them.
0: Yeah. yeah. You're, you're. Or otherwise
4: I've, they're going to end up in a hospital. That's you know, something, getting a needle.
0: Yeah. So. Well that I'll tell you this. So in my mind, I thought like when we were talking about how you're dealing with sick kids, mm-hmm. right. And like yeah. seeing kids sick and things like that, that to me, it's heart wrenching, like seeing that and like My first thought was like, How can someone see this all day? Like, what type of person is this? And to me, thinking about it, that's the person that loves kids the most, Mm -hmm. who is there willing to suffer with them to make them feel Mm -hmm. a little better and help them. Because your mind always is it if it's best, what's best for the kid, right? right? That's the the end of the day. If the kid needs surgery, yeah, if the kid needs surgery and he needs help. And it's what's best for the kid, then that's what you're doing, and that's to be commended because I'll tell you what, that's a job no, not not a lot mm-hmm. of people want to do, and that's a tough job. And you, really got to help
4: the parents to get through it. You know, I, it's not yeah. an easy thing to watch your kid,
1: you yeah. know, getting
4: stuck with IVs and oh, stuff like yeah. that, and, and it's a work. weird
1: education process, right? Because like you're like you have to teach the parents like this yes. has to be done, and then teaching them how to do it, and, and you mm-hmm. know, yeah.
4: I mean, yeah. the look at the little kids. You get little kids that are diagnosed very young as a diabetic. Oh. So there's a lot of teaching that goes into that, you know, because yeah. you're, ta- first of all, kids don't like needles. Now uh-huh. you're being taught as a parent to give this child a needle, uh-huh. to stick this child's fingers to check their glucose mm-hmm. and what they should eat and what signs and symptoms of high, you know, blood sugar or low blood sugar. And, and it's not something, I mean, first of all, you're stressed out as a parent. Oh my God, how can this happen yeah. to my kid? And then you have to try to help them learn about do. it. So at least when they go home, and yeah. then you set them up with services and all. Um, yeah. For that. So. And Matt, now
1: I'm, I'm going to brag about my mom a little bit here. Because, yeah, Mom, what was it. the award you won in nursing?
4: All right. Oh, God. Okay. In nursing school. I got oh, two on. when I graduated. Oh, One was
2: oh
1: two. Two. Oh.
4: Uh, yes. One was that uh, academic excellence, which I right. did share with another girl. We both had you the were better, though. We top know. in you the were class, better. you were, better. and then the other one was, and I still don't know how I got that one, but empathetic, <laughs> empathetic, and empathy in nursing. It was <laughs> the Brendan A. Anderson Award for empathy and nursing. So that means right. she, could, uh, she could
1: relate with, yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's but, that has to be part of it,
4: right? Like, and, and so yeah, Matt, that, that I guess that's
1: where I was going to go. Like, that's what nursing really a lot of it is about. Is like, you know, like the doctors only have so much time to spend with the patients; they only have so yeah. much patience to yeah. spend with their patients. And so, like, you know, it is the nurses teaching the parents how to deal with it, how, how to you know give medicine, all this kind of stuff. And I remember like when my mom was was a nurse, like you know, she would come home with. You know, bracelets from our patients and necklaces and little oh cards, and that's you know, like you know, helping yeah. the kids get through the diseases. You know, it is a big thing. It's not just the physical side of them you're helping out with. It's the emotional side. You know, yeah. it's the the psychological side of it. Yeah,
0: mm. I'll tell you this: like, I, they, you don't have heart- to be scared yeah.
1: while you're here. basically.
0: Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're giving peace of mind. No, that's that absolutely. You're the the nurses are the heart uh, the, are the heartbeat of every hospital and every medical facility you go to. They are the heavy lifters. They do the tough jobs, they do the shit work, and they, you know, they do the things people are too scared or don't have the the gumption to do, and that's, you know, I mean, I can't speak highly enough about nurses, every single one of them, and they've all been, I mean, everyone I've ever dealt with, they're the real, like, they're the real heroes when you're going to these places, absolutely, you know, and that's, you know, and you're part of, like, I feel like it's, you know, I don't want to say sisterhood, but you're part of, like, uh, a fraternity of, like, your coworkers, oh, yeah. like- I feel like mm-hmm. it's like when a nurse, when you see another nurse and you guys share your war stories and stuff like that, like there's real, like you've lived, like seen real stuff, you know, like that's life and death has been in your hands and all that and, and things like that. And, you know, to share those moments with other nurses and to be part of that fraternity and part of that group, it's, you know, I I don't think you guys get a, as much credit as you deserve. Cause that's a real honor to to do that. Cause you really are like, you know, you're, you're kind of like the moms for society at sometimes, you know what I mean? Well,
4: we're the ones that are there that, yeah. you know, we are the eyes and ears for the doctors, Yeah. Yep, you know,
2: exactly.
4: and you work together as a team. And when you're with a good team, you always have backup, you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. yeah, I was very fortunate to have worked with a great bunch of physicians um, and nurses, uh, yeah. you know, I couldn't say enough about them and, and it, you know, like I do peds. now people say, Oh, how could you do peds?" Well, somebody has got to do it. And I love kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can't do geriatrics. Yeah. I find that the most depressing thing to me, those yeah. people are amazing. The nurses who yeah. take care of geriatric patients, high five to you because, Gosh, you geez. know, I couldn't do that.
0: I mean, all of you guys are, are amazing to me, Every no matter what department you're in. You guys are all incredible, the stuff you do. But so I do want to keep it going. So I want to, so you were at St. You did St. Chris, you did Temple Children's, you mm-hmm. did Jesser, Jefferson Pediatric Rehab and and CHOP, right?
4: And CHOP, yeah. And, and I you, did a party and I'm at Abington, but yeah.
0: Uh, and so we're going to get into that. But like you were, you worked at all these places, but you didn't do just one thing so also i do want to say this and when we did the pre-show pete i was such a freaking idiot because your mom was like yeah i did school nursing and i was like oh you taught at a nursing school like that's what i thought <laughs> in my mind but no it's school nursing she was a, a school nurse right yep, and, yep. I, and i was like oh my god and that's like very unique. So can you kind of, we'll just do it, go over for a little bit and then we'll get back into the heavy lifting, yeah. but what, what are your thoughts on school nursing and how is your experience and what did you think and, and everything like that? How'd it go?
4: Well, I, I, I wanted a job where I'd have the same hours as my kids now, yeah. you know, and I didn't want to work nights anymore. So I thought, well, let me try school nursing, you know, to get a certificate, you have to go back to school. You got to get some more, um, classes and masters and see, but let me, I could be a substitute school nurse to see how I liked it, you know, before I put that money out. And so I was working full-time three twelves at the hospital. And so on my days off, I, you know, was this, well, substitute school nurse. It didn't last real long because- God bless those women because uh, I, I could not do it. Um, bad. But, but and anyway, and, and, and just
1: so everyone remembers, my mother was a nurse at Temple Children's Hospital, St. Christopher's Hospital, and yeah, CHOP. Like yeah. the three most demanding hospitals in the
4: tri state area. But, uh, yeah, some yeah. Rugrats. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, school nursing, because it's not just. Um, helping them when they're throwing up and calling their parents to take them in today's world uh, you have a lot of special needs kids with you know all kinds of health problems they're on all kinds of medicine you have to check their blood pressures and all this stuff and so there's a lot for them to do not only do they have to look after the children they're also what your um occupational health nurse for the teachers and if there's anything like when i'm a nurse on the floor and somebody, something happens, all I have to do is call code. And in 30 seconds at the most, I have 10, 20 people surrounding me helping. You're a school nurse. It's 911. You are the only one there. So it is you. So my hat's off to them. I couldn't do it after doing it a for a couple of months, I decided I couldn't be bothered with all the little hypochondriac children, yeah, yeah, who, yeah. you know, and did you,
0: did you know any of them personally?
4: Well, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I was doing my orientation at the local, um, Elementary school where my kids went, and I didn't tell them I was going there. You know, yeah. I, I could just see them trying to come down and visit me. <laughs> yeah. So the nurse says to me as she's orienting me, you know, you're going to have well at ten o'clock it gets a little busy. We get a group of kids down. I said okay. So at ten o'clock, sure enough, a bunch of kids. It must have been about twenty kids that came into the nurse's office. Now. Later, I learned a lot of these kids have scheduled medication. So that's probably uh, why a lot of them were there. But I turned around and there's my daughter. <laughs> and I said to her, you're not sick. Get back to class. You're <laughs> 40 years old. You're a PhD <laughs> candidate. There's no reason for you to be down here. No.
2: <laughs> different the daughter,
4: different daughter. And the nurse says, oh, how did you do that? I'm like, oh. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. yeah, but uh, I, you know, I have some funny stories about it. But let's just say I decided this was not for me.
2: Yeah,
4: give me the sick, sick kids, and and I didn't bother going to school for that. I just, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a. But tough it was
4: an experience, you know. Yeah. You never know until you. Sorry. never
0: know. Yeah, you're absolutely but, right. Yeah, yeah it just goes know.
1: to show, you know, like each job has their uh, mm-hmm. they, they each have their hard points and their their their, yeah. their their high points and their low points. You know, like it, each job's different.
4: Yeah. And nursing, there's so many opportunities. It's not just patient care. There is so you can work for insurance, you can work for the government, you can work in case management, you can work for the finance, you can work uh, there's just so much that you can
0: do. So that's actually what I wanted to get into next. So speaking of your 25 years of nursing, you were, you did it all. Like Mm -hmm. there's front of the house and back of the house and you were doing it all. So Mm -hmm. I do want to ask, like, because uh, about us, right, the show, we're giving shape to the world around us, and, like, everyone here has gone to the hospital, right? I I mean, most people here have gone to the hospital. When you go to the hospital, you only see, you see a nurse, you see a doctor, you're out. You don't realize there's, like, five other people or something that are dealing with you behind the scenes, you know, and you might see one or two of them real quick, but what is, like, and you, you just mentioned it, so what is like case management and discharge planning and all those different aspects of like, you know, the financial and the insurance and all those things kind of you did all of that. So can you kind of break down, like, we'll start with what is case management? So what is that person? So if I'm going to the hospital, what is the case management person doing for me? So what
4: the case man, discharge planning begins on admission. So if somebody gets admitted to the hospital or they're in the ER and they're going to be sent home and they need supplies, um, Case management comes in, looks at what's going on, makes sure that we are not overutilizing services like repeat.
3: Like the
4: the patient maybe already had a CAT scan. Why are we doing another? Is there a medical necessity for that? Yeah. Uh, What do they need for home? Uh, And you start planning that. So when they are ready to go home, you have the nursing in place. You have the supplies in place. You know um, whatever they would need. Make sure they have their medication. Make sure they have their follow up appointments. um, So that when they go home, you're setting them up to succeed. So they're not gonna have to come back to the hospital. They can also do that for the insurance company where they'll go out and do further teaching and make sure you have all your appointments for people that maybe are not good at coordinating. Um, You you know, the elderly have multiple specialists, you know, they have multiple health problems. So they come into play where they're trying to help coordinate, keep you out of the hospital. you know, we also, you know, from a case management, there's um, what they call utilization review. You're calling in what's going on medically with the patient, with the insurance company to make sure the hos try to get the hospital paid. You know, you know yeah. they'll either approve it or they'll deny it. Um, another part of that was when I was the appeals coordinator. So if the hospital got denied for not met meeting medical necessity, I would appeal that to the insurance company, uh, oh, write wow. letters and, yep. and, yep. you know, and appeal that. And, you know, I had a pretty good overturn rate uh, and I worked with a great medical director. So we were a good team together to get this overturned. So, so um, real quick. Well, it,
1: yeah. And, and so like, this is something like I, I think people don't realize with the medical field is like somebody, yeah. it, I don't want to say it's arbitrary, but like medical billing is like its own animal. And like yeah. getting the insurance company to pay up for procedures yeah. is not that easy. Yeah. So like, you know, some of us go in there and, and, you know, our bills are just taken care of. And a lot of us, like we end up with these bills. I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to handle this? And this is a job where like this is somebody that's fighting for you on your behalf yes. to make sure like, hey, look, you paid for this insurance. They should You're entitled to this healthcare, and we're going to make sure that you get it. You know, so it is a uh an important job behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know that it it even exists.
0: Oh, yeah. And and people should be thinking they're lucky stars that they have someone that like Mrs. McCormick that is fighting for them because I guarantee cares about their
1: job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like you've saved people thousands and thousands of dollars that they would have to pay for a medical procedure that should have been covered by insurance. But one little miss up here and, and yeah. you know, and now I you're mean, out. If you don't
4: have the grand. right diagnosis with yep. that surgery procedure, they're not going to pay for it. Oh. And a lot of, you know, so it's not their fault. It's just sometimes uh, the wrong click on the computer. You know, um, you know stuff like that, and yeah. then. But it, it, I guess what I'm saying is, it takes somebody not- caring
1: enough, that it takes somebody exactly. that cares enough to know to find out that that's the wrong exactly. thing. Because a lot of people right. just be like, "Oh, the code yeah. is the code." Right. Yeah, there they you don't go. care.
0: Money out of their pockets, not my money. Happy hour care. starts at six. Yeah, yeah. get out of here. Moving yeah. forward, but you were there fighting for the people, that's, for the people, and yeah. for
4: the hospital, because yeah. really, um, people think hospitals make a lot of money, and they they actually. Provide a lot more free care than people realize. Oh yeah, because yep. you're doing what's right for the patient, yeah. and then you worry about it on the back end, which is where we came in to fight for it and to advocate. And you know, um, yeah, it was it was just very. Yeah. I love case management. I I, I thought it um,
0: fascinating. Yeah, so, I
4: really liked it. I I really felt like I was helping the families and and you know getting what they needed at home and. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did all I did fi- on the finance side, where I would um, uh, now prevent the insurance companies from trying taking money back from the hospital after they paid us. Good. You know, to you know, if you you know, the big thing in nursing is if you didn't document it, you didn't do it. Um, so if you have to find documentation to justify the services you're billing for and the supplies, um, so you oh, know, wow. that is very important. So if you can't find that documentation to back that up. Then you got to give money back to the insurance company. You can't bill the patient for that, you know. Yeah. So that's lost oh, money. So the paper
0: yeah. trail is yeah. massive. Yeah.
1: Oh, so yeah. you know how you get uh, taxed by the? Are you get audited by the IRS for your taxes? The insurance yeah. companies will audit the or, hospitals or Medicare, no they'll be like, "Hey, sure. have you actually provided these services? Can you yeah. document that you provided well, these they, services?" Yeah,
0: I guess they have to. Because yeah. people will steal. That is yeah. that's a shame, yeah. but it's true. So that's fascinating. So. I, I, so I kind of want to give, give a little shape to it. So someone checks in, as soon as they check in, there's someone that's okay, we're on this case. So while they're dealing with the triage and the nurses and all that stuff, there's someone behind the scenes, like, okay, this person is coming in for this. So they will need, so hypothetically, they might need this, this, and this. So Mm. we'll find out what they need. Okay. So they went with this and this is going to go be covered under this. And then this is going to go under this. So let's, Make sure once they get this, then we're going to start them leaving. So let's make sure that we have this, this, and this set up and the insurance covers this and all of that. And that's you, like that's the, the case management and the discharge planning and all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. all of that coming into play. People will never see that and they don't know it because all they're doing is well- signing a
4: paper. But they do need us, I mean, because we've got to verify where they live, who's going to help take care of them. Because, you know, say somebody comes in, an elderly person who has a fractured hip, and now, you know, she's had their surgery, and, you know, is she able to go home? Who does she have at home to take care of her? How many steps are there to go up there? Does she need an ambulance, or does she need to go to rehab? Because she doesn't have support at home. So you're kind of, and then you're dealing with the insurance company to get all this approved. Yeah, you yep. know. So, yeah, it's well, a different yeah. part of uh, helping
1: and, people. It, and mom, I think that's some uh, important people to understand. Cause I think some people get to the hospitals and they're like, oh, I, why am I doing all this paperwork? Am I, why am I doing all this paperwork? And it's like, hey, we're doing this to make sure you're getting the right care at the right time for the right price. And so, like, you know, like, you know, don't write a wallet. You're like, hey, look, th- this person's here to like make sure that you're not paying more than you need to pay yeah. and making sure that you get the care that yeah. you need to have.
4: Yeah. Well, well that's the, one on of the big side. things with the Affordable Care Act is, um, and I think it's, I, I, I don't know if they extended the date, but to start posting the ch- with a hospital charges so okay. that you can, you know, um,
0: oh, it's like kind of like you get a receipt
4: you could say maybe get an MRI cheaper at the hospital down the street than no. the oh. other one going the other way. I mean, it oh. used to be you didn't know. What, what, yeah, who'd the, know? Who would yeah. know? It's not like they have a drive-through yeah. menu. Like, yeah. oh, MRI, $2.99, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. So now, yeah. now here's the caveat. Yes, it's great yeah. to post because you have to have it on the Internet and then how much yeah. what they charge for a lot of the common stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing if you have a certain insurance you don't always get to go where you want to go. True. Yep. You have to go, if it's like where an HMO, yeah. where you are capitated to. In yeah. network. So in Be network. In network. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot to it. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a not complicated complicated a… system. Uh,
1: uh, well, that's system. I guess that's the whole point. Is It's a very complicated system. And that's is. why we need good case managers, yes. you know, to kind of like let everyone know, like, like, hey, this is what we're doing for you. Yeah. And why Sorry, we're doing it. You
4: can't it. go there if you want because you're yeah. going to have to pay… Um, out of network, and you yeah. know some insurances don't allow out of network, so that's all out of your pocket. And you yep. want to prevent that, you know, as much as yep. possible. Yeah. You know, there's
0: real honor in every aspect of nursing. So, like the what you're doing about the case management, the discharge planning, the appeal coordinator, all of that stuff. Like people don't realize. Like, cause people think like, okay, I go in, I talk to this person and like, they wouldn't even know you're doing case management. They just think you're another nurse right and yeah. they like they don't know they think like okay i this person well actually go. i
4: say hi i'm bonnie mccormick i'm <laughs> yeah. the case manager <laughs> but,
1: like,
0: <they'll> uh, <laughs> just, but they won't associate that with anything they'll just think like okay you're another mm-hmm. nurse i have to talk to you're just part mm-hmm. of the, the whatever yeah,
1: things we're scared that they'll try out, like oh uh have you up uh, like we're calling in regards to your warranty you know what i mean like yeah. that
0: <laughs> yeah but like but also the i mean there's a lot of honor in it because if you don't do your job like if you're just like, okay, they check this, this, and this, screw them, whatever, and what, you know what I mean? Like, just did it like that, and just mm-hmm. did, like, got what you need to get done, and didn't go the extra, and didn't do, like, the extra things, and try and help people, then these people are out of luck, and out of money, and they're uh, getting shortchanged. Like, that could happen, right? Like, if you didn't- I really- guess if
4: you had nurses that weren't, I mean, because if there's not a case manager, and I've done it when I was a nurse on the floor, sometimes you have to take the lead. Yeah, to, I, to I think help. that's what
1: Matt's saying is yeah. that the, 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 like you caring and people in your position caring yeah. is yeah. the difference between somebody having a huge vote or not. Because yeah. like yeah. maybe because somebody doesn't care. Ca-
4: yeah, yeah. There are people who, who go home, they're sent home from the hospital and they don't have what they need. Uh, yep, they exactly. don't have the equipment uh, and how that gets lost. I don't know. Cause that should never happen, but it never. does. Yeah.
1: But I think that's what we're saying is like, there are mm-hmm. some like, it basically like, I'm sure there's somebody that did a job worse than you where you both were considered, Hey, we both did our jobs today. But the difference is, is like you You went a little extra and someone didn't get a $5,000 bill or a hundred thousand dollar bill and somebody else did. And that's where it is. It's like, it's not just, Oh, I did enough job not to get fired. I did a good enough job to help somebody not be bankrupt, not lose a kid. You know, like all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And you weren't lazy. Like, you weren't in there thinking like, oh, I'm tired. I'm not going to do this today because it was, you know, Brenda's birthday and you had cake. Like that shit would yeah. never cross your mind because you're there to do what's best for the patient and what's best for this person who's sick, you know?
4: And yeah, and I think besides money, it's it's not really about money. It, oh, yeah. It's more about doing what's right. Keeping them out of the hospital, coming back to the hospital Yeah. And, yeah. And, and making sure that they have the support that they need at home.
1: Yeah. yeah, your mother's yeah, sex, you know what it's yeah. like if that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. So like we said, you've been in nursing, you did 25 years, you did every aspect of from case management to medical to appeal coordinator to finance and everything like that. So I want to touch on this a little bit. So finance was kind of the last thing when you were doing before you retired in February of 2021. So, what kind of was your final role no. when you were? Oh, so compliance wasn't the last thing.
4: Compliance, but that's not that's not finance. Oh, uh. <laughs> shows how fucking much I know. So okay, so then the, what, the what finance department was, okay. um, you know, coding, um, making sure that we are our departments have charges. With the correct codes Mm -hmm. and billing codes you know that's kind of what you know you know looking at departments and are they above budget below budget why looking at trends and also when an insurance company would audit us to defend what we have
2: yeah
4: compliance is doing the right thing
2: Mm.
4: are we billing correctly
2: Mm.
4: are we billing compliantly um Mm. Are we following the national guidelines for Medicare, Medicaid, you know, things like that. And um, making sure that our documentation supports what we're billing. Okay. You know, I have nothing to do with uh, when I was in compliance, which is where I retired from. Yeah. Um, It was more about the right thing. Yeah,
1: and my I thing—I may have confused Matt a little bit because uh, I uh, have been account a, a tax account for the past so many years, <laughs> and uh, compliance and accounting kind of get uh, yeah. intermingled because like well, the finance we part have of internal it is
4: internal like, audit, which yes, is you know exactly, looking yeah. at the books, but we do what? it is from the medical and what we're billing. What?
1: I think that's what I'm going to say is like compliance goes beyond just accounting compliance. There is legal compliance. Mm, there is right. uh, my standards of ethics compliance, right? right. We have the Hippocratic Oath oh, in healthcare. God. Like there's all kinds of, Hey, am I holding up to the standards yeah. by all every go I've ever taken? So, so, yeah.
0: so you're not, you're not just running the numbers. You're running everything in compliance. Like you have to, Hey, there's a lot of boxes. You got to check and we got to make sure you're compliant. Right. All. And we don't run wow. the numbers.
4: What we do is to make sure you're doing it correctly. Oh, uh,
0: so you're really like, you're you, you you're really like- So that compliance. we don't get, yeah.
4: you know, uh, dinged by the federal government or insurance company where you hear, um, like you'll hear about University of Penn and Jefferson yeah. and different hospitals having to get, they got fined yeah. millions of yep. dollars because they weren't doing things- They didn't document correctly. properly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, that so that's, that's why- that's why chops the number one in the world. There's a reason, and yep. it's because of things like that. Yep. Yeah. Damn. All right. So that's awesome. So I did want to talk about this as well. So, and we'll touch on it briefly. So I guess this was what, 2009, maybe to 2011, kind of around that time. Uh, you, I want to talk about going to Dr. Drill's boot camp. And <laughs> oh, I, I Dr. Drill. This, yeah. Yes. I want to bring this up because you. I'll tell you what, the, the, you know, Mr. McCormick, you have six kids, you were nursing for 25 years and you're just the nicest lady. You and your husband had a family run business. You, you know, you came up, you didn't, you know, childhood wasn't the easiest and all that stuff, but you came up and you just, you really just like are a great success story. But another thing you did that was incredible is that, uh, you took it upon yourself at a time in your life where you had six kids so, that still lived at home, and you were working full time, and you're doing triage work, and, or, or you're doing uh, per diem work and things like that. But you decided to start attending Doctor Drill's boot camp, which was a exercise boot camp that started at five in the morning or six in the morning at the local YMCA, and you did it year round. And you just took this over, and it became like. You made this like the thing to do. You made it like must see TV. You had millions of people, like not millions, but you had tons of people. <laughs> yeah, not millions, but you had tons. No of people- millions, but-, yeah, yeah. but you had you had a bunch of people get involved and change your life, and you changed your life as well. And you had a dramatic weight loss, and you were featured in newspapers and and internet articles and magazines and things like that. And kind of tell us. What was Doctor Drill's boot camp? What was that experience like, and and how how did you like that, and and you know what did it what what did you think about it?
4: Well, I saw it at the Y. It was a group of people, and it was like a regimented thing. It was a guy that was is a Marine, you know, it yeah. was a Marine so. drill sergeant. So I thought, you know, I I I struggle. I've always struggled with my weight, Same. so um, I wanted to kick up my exercising because I wasn't just you know. So I thought, well, let me try that. That looks kind of fun, you know? Um, Oh, gosh. I I joined. And, I mean, I almost quit the first day. (laughs) I I mean, first of all, you got to make sure you're hydrated. I apparently Uh, had wine the day before. Oh,
1: big um, mistake.
4: um, One one last
1: night before we go in. uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Yeah, you
4: don't ever do that. And I remember thinking oh my god this is so hard and the guy next <laughs> to me is throwing up and is uh, like a canteen oh, thing and I'm like gosh. and I was like oh I can't I'm afraid to ask for my money back you know I really, <laughs> because you had a standard attention if you even talked or moved out of line you had to do push-ups or oh. I mean it was like you were in the military it yeah. really was <laughs> and so I, you know one of the girls I said oh I don't know if I could do this I feel so awful and she she says, well, she says, you have to be well hydrated. I said, oh, I had wine last night, so I'm not well hydrated. <laughs> she says, if you're well hydrated, she says, you'll be fine. I said, okay. So I thought, well, lem- I'll give it another shot, another day, because we did it three days a week.
2: Yeah,
4: And, you know, we had to be there if you were on time, you're late, was the, you know, so at oh, oh 0530. So, yeah. um, so I would got there and I didn't drink wine. I drank a lot of water, you know, uh, ate and all that. And then came in the next morning and I was able to get through it. And I thought, I could do this for eight weeks. Yeah. And then I don't have to ever see him again or any yeah. of these people.
0: And you got your money's worth.
4: And I did it for three years. I just absolutely <laughs> loved it. It took I over. Got, oh, my gosh. I, I did lose a lot of weight. And unfortunately, after I stopped, I also gained it back. Oh,
0: stop. And, I don't but, want to You it. know, you great.
4: But, but I, you know, but it was, I just, and until this day, they are the greatest bunch of people. I have friends that I still have as friends all these years. He just did a reunion in White's Road. And Uh um, yeah, and I didn't do exercises, but I watched, and it is just amazing, inspirational. He, uh, him, and the people that work with him, and the people you meet through this, you you learn, you meet a lot of wonderful people and great contacts. It really was, it, I loved it. And I never, I felt so good because, you know, when you're doing that intense exercise, you get these endorphins. Oh, oh, let me tell you, that makes you feel great. And I even learned how to run.
2: I mean, I could
4: run in school, but when I was, uh, you know, I'm I'm fat and, you know, 55 (laughs) years old. And. I actually, and they were, they help you. Everybody helps each other.
2: Yeah, No one's
4: there to show off or anything. Everybody's there to lend a hand. And I had guys like, I couldn't run. So I would, they say, just shuffle a few feet, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And then they would walk walk with you. Then you'd shuffle, shuffle. They just really kind of got you moving. To the point that I was able to run uh, Broad Street. Yeah. And I was able to run a half marathon. Yep. And if it wasn't for some of my friends as part of this group, I don't know if I would have gotten through that. But they just cheer you yeah. on, and they just run with you, and you carry each other. And yeah, it, it was the best experience I and had. I, I want ev-
0: them. I want everyone to know, listening. This is so. You were in, we'll just say you're in your late thirties at the time. Yeah.
2: And,
0: <laughs> and, uh, but you at your age and your your body transformation and everything, yeah. you, you were able to run the broad street run, which is 10 miles for yeah. everybody listening, 10 freaking miles. And yep. then you were able to run a half marathon, which
1: is 13 miles. Yeah, there those
4: last three miles are a bitch. But hey, you know. but and, and but no, wait, did to, it. to
1: give people perspective, right? When I was in the prime of my life, a Division One wrestler at Drexel University, yep. I ran thirteen miles one time. The last mile, my nose bled for the entire time. So much <laughs> so that when I got back, our coach goes, Betty, you get jumped." I go, "No, coach, this is what happens when I run ten miles. I start bleeding." And my mother. <laughs> Ran 10 miles, and it was nothing. She made me her bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She made everybody her bitch. That was incredible, incredible stuff. And that's an amazing feat. And you should be very proud of that. And we're mm-hmm. proud that you were able to do that. And it was, it was awesome to be there to be along for the ride for, for that journey. Cause you weren't right. alone on that journey. You were with, like, like you said, you made friends and, and fellow supporters. Like the, and things to like this
4: that. day, they are the greatest group of people. They yeah. really are. Um, so, so, and he actually teaches some. Um, Anatomy and physiology at uh the local university. And, if you need uh, on Pete. <laughs> not
1: only that, Mom, but he reached out to me when he found out that I was going into nursing, uh, yeah. like you, and offered to help me with anatomy yeah. and physiology in case oh! I needed it. I class oh! I started last week and in the middle of right now, so I might <laughs> be hitting him up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Take
4: him up on it because he's serious, and or That's you have awesome. your father and I. But yes. since he's teaching and he's up to date on everything,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, take and, it while you can. Yeah. right?
4: Hey, I'll always go with the doctor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So we're coming to the top of time. I do want to say this. So you're retired now. Uh, You're retired in February 2021. Mm -hmm. You enjoy now. You love being with your three grandkids. They're right now the shining light of your life. You love Mm -hmm. seeing them. Uh, You love going on cruises with your Mm -hmm. husband of 45 years that you've been married to. God bless you. You yeah. love going to the beach. You enjoy doing games like Scrabble and card games and things like that. I feel like that's a city thing. Like <laughs> our family, our family played cards like you wouldn't believe and, and board games and, you know, things like that. Yeah. But we, we played cards like sons of bitches at our house. I don't know. Yeah. But so I do, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you and everything like that. What do you have planned for your retirement? Anything coming up?
4: Well, considering I retired during a pandemic, (laughs) and I had like um, nine cruises canceled over the past year. Oh, wow! Um, Our first cruise is coming up in um, in September. All right. Seattle to uh, Alaska. Oh, two weeks if they don't shut us down. Yeah. So. So, Let's uh, just all yeah, keep
1: and, our fingers crossed. And just to let the people know, the geniuses that my parents are, they <laughs> kept booking cruises throughout this thing because they kept giving them discounts. <laughs> like, we can't throw the cruise. No. They want your money back. Like, well, if you don't give your money back, we'll give you 130% on the next one. And they were like, we'll just keep re-upping. We'll double down, yeah. baby. We'll yeah. double down. So, so after, now
4: I went yeah. from an inside cabin to a balcony. So Oh,
1: <laughs> all right. So you're kind of doing,
0: living the suite here. So. Yeah. Nice. So I know this uh, former guest of the show, friend of the show, uh, Mr. Carl Bowers. Him and his wife did the the trip to Alaska and he was saying, you know, and he you know, he, and he's he was over the moon about it, yeah. saying it was beautiful, breathtaking, gorgeous, the air, everything. He loved mm-hmm. it. He did like a train kind of cruise kind of thing. But yeah. he, he thought it was, he, he loved, he loved the hell out of it. He said it's great. So I'm excited. That's going to, that sounds like I would love, like Alaska to me seems fascinating, you know, and just yeah. going up there, seeing everything. So I, I just hope you guys have the best time.
4: Oh, so- thank you. Just keep your fingers crossed that we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, well, definitely.
0: <laughs> you will. No, that, that shit's over. That ship, is, that ship is sailed.
4: <laughs> you hope. I hope so. You never know. I, I never saw anything where you lock down everybody. Yeah. It used to be when there was pandemic or diseases, you quarantined the sick Yeah. and the healthy went on. But with something we know nothing about that was completely new, you just got to yeah. err on the side of caution.
0: Plus, dude, yeah. things travel faster now.
1: You
4: know, like, yeah, that's
1: the thing. Yeah, back in the day, if you like, you know, like, it it, basically, like, how many people that grew up in Philadelphia in the 50s left Philadelphia? You know what I mean? Compared to now, where you're just all over the place, people
4: are all over, they're going all over. I mean, just. Fly wherever, take a boat wherever, you know. Yeah, you, yeah that's true. Yeah, very true.
0: So I'm really happy to hear that you're loving retirement, and you know, I'm and I and this is something I think that you should be very proud of, and everyone should be very proud of you for this, like the fact that you're able to go through nursing school while caring for six children, graduating the top of your class, and and winning the empathetic nurse award, <laughs> and then, you know, like (laughs) saving lives for 25 years as a nurse and working at the best children's hospital in the world for 14 years, doing all these different things and, and, and succeeding in all these different roles. And just, you know, you, you, you spent a career helping people and that shouldn't be understated. And, you know, I can't thank you enough. And I think everyone should be very appreciated for what you and all the nurse and the work, all every nurse does out there. So, you know, uh, but Thank on you your- of course, of course. Thank you. So we're coming to the top of time. So uh, I do want to ask this and I'm interested to hear your answer. So out of e- every job you had, every job, every role, if you could pick one job, right, that you could have done that would have supported your family, would have given you like the income that you needed and live comfortably and everything like that. Out of all the jobs you had, what job would you pick to do? as like your career and you know for that you would have done your whole life
4: you mean that besides what i've done
0: yeah or
4: no anything you've done anything that you have nursing done, if you could yeah, pediatric oh, nursing, nursing. Right. So pediatric you, nursing absolutely so, love it you know that and there's incre- so many things i can do with it so yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and
0: yeah you made it like as we talk about 25 years you're able to go through so many different roles and different specialties yeah. and You know, that's something too, I think, and we've been trying, I feel like we've been discovering that more on this show, where people now are looking like, you know, I don't know, they used used to be like, what can I get the most money out of? And what can I do this? But I really think like, you know, the true success is finding a job that you love. Mm -hmm. And that's what you should be searching for. You shouldn't be searching for like, oh, how am I going to make the most money and do whatever, you know, yeah, make some money. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying. Your first objective should be to work at, work at something that you love doing. So you, mm-hmm. you know, love what you do for the rest of your life. And that's kind of, you know, you got to do that and work with kids, mm-hmm. which you love and all that. And that's great. So, mm-hmm. uh, anything you would like to say to the working perspectives podcast listeners before we take off, Mrs.
4: McCormick. Oh gosh. Now, but just <laughs> appreciate your nurses. Yes. And absolutely. your doctors. Yes. Um, <laughs> they are our heroes. Yes. And absolutely. I wasn't on the front lines when COVID hit. I was working in an office and so, then from yeah. home. So, um, yes. hey, but they are. The team. They're the ones I uh, admire. Oh, yeah.
0: uh, absolutely. So
4: first responders and yeah. Absolutely.
0: absolutely they are heroes yeah and nuts. get
4: your vaccines so you don't end up <laughs> with covid
1: yes very good very, yes <laughs>
4: if you want to i i believe in personal <laughs> freedom very so. diplomatic
1: as always mom
0: it's it's funny you mentioned that because no. uh me and pete recently did an interview with a uh, molecular biologist and mm. when asked when she was asked uh what one thing you would want to say to the people before we get out of here and she said the same thing get your goddamn vaccine <laughs>
1: yeah. and mom um, this was uh this was a jets fans fiance yeah.
0: oh oh, so she knows the jets fans fiance? yes yeah okay, very cool.
1: great girl really great they, girl. they've met yeah
0: great interview well. so all right so we're coming to the top of time uh mrs mccormick this has just been, I knew this was going to be great, and honestly, this is so awesome to get your story and to get everything, and you, you were great on you were great, and this has been an excellent interview, and I'm over the moon about it. Thank you so much, and Party Boy Pete, anything you want to say to the dozens and dozens before we take off?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so Matt, sometimes I talk about like the word that goes through my head during a podcast, and during this podcast, the word is community. I, I look back at my mother and everything we talked about, and it, like, with her, it's all community. But for, from school, from, from being raised, from her friends to her jobs, yeah. until Dr. Dr. Drill you know, saying he'll help me go through AMP. It's always yeah. been a community effort. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, too, I just want to thank my mother because not only did her and my father give me the ability to become an accountant, but uh, you know, looking back and knowing that she was able to go back to become a nurse in her 30s made me realize that I could do it, too. And that's what I'm doing now. And, you know, a, a lot of people are like, oh, how, "How you think you can do this? I'm like, look, my mother did this with six kids at home. Yeah. You think I can't do this now with just one beagle? <laughs> and, and, you know, just like a, a lot of intelligence, a lot of strength, a lot of faith, a lot of community has come from my parents. So, you know, thank you for being an amazing mother. And uh, thank you for being on our podcast today. Oh, man. Oh, thank great. you, my
4: baby boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and next time I'll tell the Jimmer story. Oh, oh my gosh. Jimmer. My Jimmer. No, yeah. That's
0: great. No, that. And yeah. Thank you. Also, thank you for me as well, Mr. Cormick, because you've been just the best. So. All right, well, this has been another amazing episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can hang out with us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and follow us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and think you have what it takes to jump on the pod and share your story, then email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, thank you again, Mrs. McCormick, and stick around for the ad read. to the end of the show. See you. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100 percent creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, k is in kite, o is in October, t e is in Tom, b is in boy, e is in Edward, l is in Larry, l is in Larry